Perfect. Cool. Um. <laughs> all right. So it was a good movie. <laughs> that one sounded um, like. Yeah, that was like. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Let me. I'll. I'll try and just like talk for you. Okay. okay. It was pretty good. Um, Eric Andre is like he almost got stabbed or something. I remember that part in the movie. Uh, and then, like that actually happened. I don't know if you heard that story, but yeah, I do. He did yeah. a part where a guy like pulled a knife on him and was gonna like stab him. So he was like, uh, "Let's get up. See, they're doing it for me now. <laughs> there they are. There they go. Bye." <clears throat> uh, um, what's funny what, what's funny about that is like it's sort of amazing to me that this is like the first time someone has threatened Eric Andre with physical violence in his career <laughs> seeing as like the Eric Andre show came out in like what 2013 or 12 or something like that and it's like th- that dude should be dead not you know I mean it's yeah, like yeah. the ways that he messes with people I, I figure you know he would have been capped way earlier yeah I I wonder. Okay, so I didn't hear about like that. There was like a specific. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you see him? In the yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> My voice must be heard. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, but there is a bit in the credits. Uh, for the credits of the movie, they do like they show like the outtakes where they're like. Where after the scenes are shot, they come up to everybody and they're like, oh, it was just for a movie. And everybody's like laughing and whatever. Um, But they kept in a couple like alternate scenes um, or like just ones that they didn't use. Uh, Or like there's some scenes that they use in the movie, but they tried it with different people. And I guess they just used the one that like the reaction they liked the best. Yeah. Um, And there's this one where... <laughs> they like rig I don't think this is in the I don't I don't want to spoil too many of like the the gags that are in the actual movie because they're like they're like I don't know it's part of the experience is just like going along for the ride with like all the crazy shit that they do. Yeah. Um but this one just in in the credits and like the outtake thing. There's one where he, they like rig up this like this thing that he like puts in his like zipper and it's like a basically like a pump so it's like it looks like he's peeing. It like makes people think that like he's like peeing uncontrollably. Right. And he's like he's just like standing next to this dude who's at a bar and he's like, "Hey, do you know where the bathroom is?" just like as he's like peeing. <laughs> and the guy's like the guy's like, "You know, get the fuck away from me." Blah, blah, blah. So he like takes a couple steps back and he's like and then he's like, "Uh uh no, just I'll take a shower and then we can play pool together. And then the guy like gets up and he's like, "Okay, I told you." And then you can hear Eric like break character and he's like, "Okay, okay, okay." And like the guy like throws his glass on the ground and it like shatters. And if that wasn't the knife guy, that guy was definitely really <laughs> he's about like, to about to fight. Yeah, there was there was I, I, there was like a story. I think it was from like a regular episode of the Eric Andre show where I think. I think it was either him or Hannibal, but they were in like a a New York City bodega type thing, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There was something weird. Like I don't know if he was like if he's like naked behind the thing, or if he, someone you know bursted out. They were naked and they were handcuffed and they just ran out of the building. He's doing like mm-hmm. some weird Eric Andre stuff, but apparently one of like the one that they ended up using for TV, the dude. The dude that came into this 
bodega and had this weird shit happen to was someone who had just gotten out of prison. And that was, <laughs> and that was like his first human interaction out being like getting out of jail was going and like basically walking into an Eric Andre sketch. Wow. <laughs> Apparently the scene where he almost got stabbed was uh, not to sp- yeah, I don't. I don't. Not to spoil. There's a uh, Chinese finger trap involved. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Oh, great. so you know what? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, know, that, I mean that I do was now. one that that was one that like I didn't want to spoil because like, oh my god, <laughs> and they go on with it for so long too, <laughs> and and the 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 like cool thing or like crazy thing is that he got these uh, like you know he does that he's done that on his show but he got uh. There's only, like, three other actors in the movie, I believe. Like, there might be, you know, there's probably some, like, plants in random scenes that are, like, in on the joke, I'm sure. But, like, as far as, like, characters, because this is done in the style of, like, Bad Grandpa or, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other. Yeah, kind of like Borat, too. Um, Where I, I would say, yeah, more, well, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's it's a narrative though. It's not like a documentary. Like, um, Bad Grandpa is really. It's like a real. I've only seen that once, and it was like probably when it came out. But I seem to think that that was just like the. It was a very loose story, and it was just an excuse for Johnny Knoxville to do a bunch of jackass yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, Borat has an excuse where it's documentary format, so it's like it doesn't necessarily have to have like a super solid uh, plot. It can just be like, well he's a guy who's coming over to do a documentary about America. So we can just drop him in these, uh, these random scenes and we don't have to have a reason for it. But, um, what I really liked about this movie, other than the fact that I laughed my ass off, like <laughs> way more than I thought I would, um, was that like the whole movie was like, you were watching like a, 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 like, like, if it wasn't what it was, if it wasn't, like, a real-life, like, prank movie, it would have just been, like, a regular, like, buddy comedy. And oh, okay. it, it's it's so it's so great how they, like... It's so, like... So, basically, the premise is Eric Andre's character uh, sees this girl that he had a crush on in high school. And she lives in New York, She's but she was, like, in town for a day, so... She, like, says, oh, yeah, come to my art gallery and I'll, you know, we can have a coffee or something. So, he convinces his friend, uh, Lil Rel, who's a comedian. He's been in, like, Get Out and oh, okay. other stuff, um, to uh, to go, like, take a road trip to New York to, you know, confess his love and whatever. Sure. Really, like, generic, mm-hmm. like, buddy comedy plot. And, like, all the scenes are, like, structured just like that, like... Uh, but but the fact that it's done in real life and it's like it makes you it made me like I was thinking of those kinds of movies as there's scenes where like you know like in a in like the scene of one of those movies where uh, where the main character sees the girl and he's like oh like looking at her like longing like oh but like he actually does that and he's just like she walks into he's working he's he's working at a a smoothie shop or whatever and she walks in. And he just, like, stops talking to the customers and just goes, like, <laughs> like, stares at her for, like, 30 seconds. And it'll, like, cut to the reactions of the people, like, 
like are you okay or like stuff like that and, it, and then there's other parts where they're like when he convinces his friend to like go on the road trip with him he has this big like you know dramatic like you know what are you doing what are we doing with our lives here we we gotta go have an adventure and blah 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 like an inspirational type speech thing um and in a regular movie that's not seen as weird but then seeing it in this and seeing all the other people, because he has that conversation on a bus, on a public bus, mm-hmm. and like the other people around them hearing him talk about it, they like think he sounds crazy, and you just <laughs> they don't have any like big reactions, but they're like, and like weird looks like that, and it, like again, it makes me think of like regular comedy movies, like the the extras in those scenes, like as real people, like yeah. what would they think reacting to this type of stuff, right? Uh, and. It's really cool because it like it it doesn't feel like it's like writing a story or like it's writing the story around the pranks or the other way around. They mesh together really well. Like the the pranks and everything fit into this plot. Mm. It like it none none of it feels like like ham fisted or anything. It's it's all like it all works like really well together. Huh. Um. I yeah and, I need to I need to watch that. Yeah, I would I would uh I'd like highly recommend it. I think I gave it like an 8 8 out of 10. Oh, I, nice. I really I really liked it. <laughs> um and uh T- Tiffany Haddish is the only other his and his like love interest, but I looked her up and she's been in like a couple movies. So the only other people you would know is is uh, Lil Rel and Some, Tiffany like, Haddish. Sound like you said pee pee. The only other PB you know. <laughs> the, oh, oh, I know. And you'll you you'll get after like the first like handful of scenes, you realize that like, oh, you you're you you learn to just tense up at the beginning of every single scene because it's like it rarely lets up with like nearly every single scene. There's going to be something like. That makes you go like, oh, like cringe or yeah. like uh-huh. <laughs> that react. That makes me think of like Nathan for you, where you're just like, oh mm-hmm. no, oh no, yeah, what's he gonna do? <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh Nathan for you, because there's, so there's even ones where there's even ones where like <laughs> I don't know. There's one where like okay, after he like after he sees the girl in the and this is still fairly odd, so I'm not, I'm not gonna like say stuff like too far into the movie but after he like sees the girl and he's like hey i'm gonna go after her and blah 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 he just like <laughs> he just uh he goes and like talks to this old guy on the bench on a bench like outside it's at like a mall and he's like yeah i just he's like asking him he's like what should i do should i go he's like is that crazy is it is that crazy of me to go to new york to tell her how i feel and the guy's like like a genuine sort of like yeah, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it the rest of your life. So I think you should do it. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then he just like, he just goes, I met a girl. And he just like starts going into this song in front of this old dude. <laughs> and then he like starts like spinning and like dancing away. And he's like in a food court and like continues singing. And then like <laughs> a bunch of other people like come out like a flash mob sort of thing like start like coming out and like dancing and singing along with them and stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, and then there's there's also some like it's 
it, there's like some well mainly one that made me like really like i was smiling so wide and not because it was like cringy or like whatever it was a little bit just because you're thinking of like this these people not being in on it or whatever but there's a part where like uh they like go through some emotions him and him and the the friend character and then like at the end like there's all the people they're on a, a bus it's another bus scene and um they're all like you know kind of like they're they're arguing it's it's again it's a really basic plot so there's naturally the point in the movie where the two main characters get into an argument and then they split up for mm-hmm. a couple minutes and then they come together and then um so this is where they're like having an argument and then at the end of it they reconcile and they're like okay yeah you're my best friend again type thing and like the eruption of like like everybody on the on the bus like clapping and like cheering for them it's like so i don't know it it just made me so like happy it's just like this genuine like (laughs) positivity and support for these people um that was like kind of like heartwarming in a way uh but yeah that that's that's mostly what i had to say about it (laughs) okay after Uh, 20 minutes (laughs) well i it's this is a hard supposed to, this is supposed to be hard day's night. You watched the wrong movie. <laughs> well, you don't you didn't read the setup thing. It's supposed to, we're supposed to have a a warm up. Yeah. I got a yeah. I got a small warm up. I got a little a little warm up. I I guess okay. I don't, well I guess it, it's kind of my last week warm up too. But just uh I, I we're in season 2 of the X-Files now and I just think oh, okay. Uh I think the show is amazing in the sense that like it it doesn't like beat around the bush or it's not ambiguous about if aliens exist it's just like no uh-huh. Mulder is correct aliens do exist and it's very <laughs> explicit in like showing that yeah but but i guess what i want to talk about is like we watched a series of episodes where it was like it was like the first time in the series that there was like a cliffhanger it was like an episode happened mm-hmm. and then something it was like to be continued like you always know when an episode is going to be like important when the text changes because usually it says like the truth is out there but then every once in a while it'll be like deny everything like in the opening credit sequence but mm-hmm. i just it, it's it's the episode where i don't know it's i guess it's a it's like it's season two i don't know if this is a spoiler but like it's the one where i've like, seen it. i don't know if travis has but i don't know if you care basically I like won't remember by the time I it's the one watch it. Okay. It's where Scully gets abducted. It's like the dude, the mm-hmm. the former I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's like so there's this it's this really dramatic episode where this former FBI agent is like tormented by these aliens and they put a chip in him so they know where he's at. And basically he kidnaps so the first episode he has like his doctor hostage because he's in a mental hospital and Mulder has to go in and kind of like interrogate him or like try to negotiate, but then he's like, I believe you, blah 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 blah. And then the second episode is after he breaks into Scully's house and abducts her and then takes her to the spot where he's supposed to get abducted, but she gets abducted instead. And what's so funny to me is like they have these two really heavy character driven, like dramatic episodes in between the that episode. There's like this weird ass vampire episode where Mulder has to go. Where Mulder has yeah. to go, and it's just like there's like all this sexual tension, and like she <laughs> drinks his blood so she can live forever, and it was just like I was like, why would you put this weird filler episode in between like Scully got abducted, 
Like the person <laughs> who doesn't believe and is always the skeptic gets abducted and you're going to give me this like semi like twilight type of shit. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was just, it was so funny. But what I wanted to say about like the fact that the show doesn't, it's very unambiguous. It's like when it shows the FBI guy getting abducted, there's like literal green men standing around mm-hmm. the bed and yeah. they're like tapping on the glass. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny because it just, it's like, no. Aliens do exist, Mulder's correct, and everyone else is wrong. That's the whole premise of the show. Because I feel like if the show was made now, you would like you'd get all these little c- clues about aliens existing, but it would be like, do they exist? That'd be like the driving mm-hmm. narrative would be like, do they or don't they exist? But like this is 90s television, baby. They don't give a shit. The aliens are <laughs> yeah. there. But yeah. uh, those episodes, though, were really, really, really good, though. And uh, yeah. And then we just watched one with uh, Bradley Whitford. So just mm, every nice. every '90s actor that you can imagine is in this show. Isn't um okay? There's there goes oh, mine. Yeah. Uh, isn't there uh bring yeah? Isn't there a Nathan for you where he goes to like Louisiana and there's like a vampire thing? Doesn't he go to like a vampire? I that would not surprise. That sounds very. There's I've seen like, like the first maybe two I, don't, I mean of that he, show. He keeps most most of those are Los Angeles, so I yeah. don't know. Are you, talk, are you thinking? Are you what? thinking about the lady that has the hotel that she thinks is? Is that the one where Nathan like breaks when she like talks about like having <laughs> sex with ghosts? And Nathan's like, "Wait, what? The ghost hotel? Yeah. Oh no, not that one. No, <laughs> it's it might not be Nathan for you, but there's something that I watched where this dude went to. It, I swear it was in like. Louisiana, like New Orleans. Okay. And hmm. There was like this kind of like I don't know. It was a house with like a bunch of different people, and they would like drink each other's blood and like, <laughs> oh god, do like other stuff. And I thought it was Nathan for you, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a bit in the vampire episode where it was like they they walked into like their secret vampire club. And there's like a poster of Vlad the Impaler on the wall. Just like, you know, (laughs) a little on the nose. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I got. I am ready to talk about this weird ass movie that we watched. Oh, uh, right on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Travis has anything, but like, I Um, I, I literally just got done watching it and I'm like. Oh, you did? Yeah. It it might have been just like some random ass thing, but for some reason I just pictured Nathan Fielder being in it. Let me shut my door so you don't hear the dogs. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do the, I'll do the like, the little intro to the thing. While he's, uh, okay. While he's so yeah, our 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 spotlight movie for the week is A Hard Day's Night from 1964, directed by uh, Richard Lester. It's uh, the the debut film with the Beatles, starring the Beatles band, a debut. a rock a rock band. Um, <laughs> Formed in Liverpool, nineteen sixty-one. Yeah, uh, and the the movie is um, it's not it's not a documentary, but it is kind it's of like it's 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 almost a mockumentary. It's like it's a fictional a day in the life. Uh, well, I guess I can't really say that because a day in the life was on a different <laughs> album by the Beatles, but it's it's like <laughs> a day or two of. You uh, planned that. You wrote that. You wrote that. I did. Down. I did plan that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> There's. Yeah. Um, There's gonna be so many references that I'm not gonna get in this. <laughs> um. 
And it's just kind of like a, a basic like this is what it's this is what their lives are like, you know. They they're <laughs> no, preparing. I mean, a fictionalized <laughs> version of it's that, but a yeah. fictionalized version, yeah, of heavily fictionalized, yes. But I'll say this though, uh, like their characters are not though. Like I'm sure they're written to be more like quippy than than they oh, are yeah. in like real life. Yeah. But yes, um, I guess I'll get right into it. I uh, kind of I mean to like jump this far into the movie quite yet, but um. <clears throat> For instance, there's a scene where it's just they're like at a gala or party or something like that, and they're getting interviewed by a bunch of reporters. Oh, and yeah. like every one of their every one of their answers are really like sh- brief and like snarky. Yeah. Um, but like that is how they talk. And like while I was while I was watching that, I was like, I was like that that's so like that's so them. And I uh, <clears throat> I looked it up that like. Uh, in particular, the one line where a reporter asked Ringo, uh, are you a mod or a rocker? And he says, I'm a mocker. That was taken from an actual interview that like, uh, so like some of, some of that is like actually them. And I guess the, the screenwriter wrote the movie after like basically touring with them for like three months or something like that. And he just like, he just kind of was their shadow and just kind Mm. of observed them talking and interacting and wrote their characters around each of them and just kind of like highlighted their particular, he like, he's like, Oh, John's kind of like the sardonic asshole. So I'm going to like write that up a little bit more. Paul's like the like cute, sweet one. So I'm going to talk that up, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, and yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm obviously, I I think I'm a little more favorable (laughs) towards it or like, or like, at least I'm a little biased towards it just because they are one of my favorite bands. Um, so I I had a lot of fun with it. But um, And Ringo is a more. simpleton. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is what it's, it's like. He's he's the dull, like... He's the butt of, of every joke. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, like, there was a joke where they they were talking about his nose. And they're like, his... His what? His head's uh, struggling to keep up the weight of his nose. <laughs> and I was like, Damn. That's yeah. good. I'm using that on Isaiah. There's oh shit. Yeah, I, I did write down. Oh, that is good. Uh, Actually, I did write down. Some. Okay. Also, did you guys see at the very beginning, like the whole, when they were like running, the like thing that yes. I, obviously that Austin Powers was inspired by. I didn't know that, but I would say Austin Powers directly oh, yeah. took its intro. That, a from lot us. of a lot of things were influenced yeah. by this. But yeah. you guys, did you guys see George eat shit? Like full hey, on eat can shit. You read, can you read? Can you read? what? No, it's like what super I wrote. Bright. It's God super damn bright. it! Oh wait. Well, anyway, my <laughs> top line, my top note, and I was gonna say I I wanted to bring it in by saying like as much as I like the movie, it's a little bit of a bummer that uh, the best moment in the movie happens within the first ten seconds, <laughs> and I just wrote George eats shit. <laughs> I I didn't see it. I missed. Oh, that. you didn't. Um, yeah, you, you gotta okay. go back and yeah, I'm gonna, pull it up. Pull it up. We won't I, get I'm gonna pull it up. I, well, I'll I'll mute it. But it's literally the first shot of the he, movie. He and like shit? once you see it, once yeah. you see it, you can't unsee it. It's, it's wild. so good because George eats <laughs> he shit. Fucking like, boom. full on eats shit, and then Ringo comes up and like fucking gives him the people's elbow, like right <laughs> on top of him, and it's like pretty violent. 
And then they just pop up, and John's like in the front, and he looks back, and that's George pops up, and they're all like laughing hysterically. And I'm like, you just broke your wrist. Like, see, yeah. why are but you like, laughing? That's, that's kind of why it's so like you, like even that, even like them, like that was like a natural, just like mess up. But that fits them so well that like, yeah, John does like that friend thing where you just like you look back, you think for a second, hey, I should help him up, but then you just laugh at him and you keep <laughs> you running, keep going. <laughs> yeah. and like that's that's so John. I maybe don't that's know. why. Uh, maybe that's why George didn't have very many lines in the movie. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he had a, yeah. he suffered a traumatic <laughs> he injury, broke his jaw. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. What have we got? All right. All right. All right. Okay, it's muted. It's like, it's like right here. Oh, like oh man yeah i'll do it again oh, oh. <laughs> he and, and then john just keeps john laughing. reacts exactly how i would react no exactly. like empathy oh. nothing just like look back like that was fucking rad dude oh yeah, my god exactly oh he, he went face first <laughs> yeah yeah john thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever he seen does. He's very yeah. like yeah. He's got a very like big brother energy. Oh not, my not yeah. god! But like yeah. Oh, yeah. it happened. Well, it happens so fast. You blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I watched it. I went. I literally went. Holy shit! And Kelly was <laughs> yeah. like, Kelly was like, what? Like, Come look at this. You're so fucking weird. <laughs> and I rewound it and I was like, he eats so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, okay. I was like, I rewound it like two times. Like, I got to keep watching that. It's kind of like America's Funny Some Video type shit. It is good. Like, I do, I do like to watch that. Like, I'll like repeat that a couple times. Yeah, it's George so good. sucks. I like to watch him get hurt too. Oh, no, no, I'm kidding. Jo- I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm George. George is my favorite beat. Oh, I was, I, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, are we going to get to that, that old chestnut I, who's your gonna, favorite yeah. beetle? Well, it's always going to become a it's we're all adults. Chat. We're all adults, so our so the all our answer is George. It's always right. George. Uh, no, mine's Ringo. Actually, is it? Yeah. Are you like? Are, okay, wait. Are you saying like your favorite your your favorite Ringo, your favorite Beatle <laughs> yeah, my in this movie? Ringo. Uh, or you just mean like in general? Probably in general. Okay, so the weird thing is Ringo's a good favorite. Like like their music is good. Like we discussed last week i i am but i do like get like okay tj and i both share enough affinity if that's the right word for like no that's not the right word this is gonna sound bad but we both like are interested in like serial killer like history oh sure and like i'm not a huge like beatles fan but i I'm a huge fan of like the their story, if that makes sense. I love the history. I I, I like it uh-huh. of most bands, but because they had such a huge like cultural impact, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. this like it's like so heavily like thoroughly researched. But right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wouldn't. I don't know. I think it's it's probably mainly because of this movie. I would say Ringo. But like the fact that like all the other ones, they're kind of like they're they're super quippy and like they're they're kind of like a little cool you know they've all they all come across yeah. as like being cool in their own way and they just the fact that ringo's just like yeah bros you can just like make fun of my huge ass nose you can, <laughs> like that to me it makes him like that makes him my favorite just because he like they just dump on him and he's like all right cool i'm in the beatles i'm a drummer i don't give a fuck well it's, it's like like 
my first note was just like when they get into the the train car with Paul's grandfather, who again just <clears throat> doesn't rec- doesn't act like he recognizes any of them. So you're like, who is this old dude? And there's it's a part clean, though he's clean. I was just gonna say that <laughs> it's because he's so a- clean. I wrote down like Ringo grandfather line. What? And it was like this line where Ringo, Ringo was just he's like he's like oh, your grandmother, and he like doesn't he like. Doesn't finish his sentence. He just makes like a noise. Did you write? You can't. Yeah, you, uh, yeah I, I think I put it down focus. as Ringo I, laugh. Yeah. No. I, like, <laughs> I have Ringo butchers his first line. Well, if he's <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ha. like he's supposed to be saying, <laughs> like Paul says something like, well, yeah. he's uh something something something. He's like, well, if he's your grandpa, then yeah, that makes sense, kind of thing. But yeah, he like but... doesn't finish his line. He just like. <laughs> He, like, he abandons really it halfway through and does a. I was like, yeah, I, like I was just like, what is <laughs> yeah. what is going on? It, and it, the funny thing is, is it almost seemed like it was ADR too. Like it seemed yeah. like he went back after the fact and was like, yeah, we need to fix this. No, that that was a good one though. That was a good take. <laughs> no, it'd be funnier if we left it in. Your horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Also, before we get past the intro too far. Uh, like in that opening part, Paul's not in it. They meet up with Paul, and mm-hmm. he's he's got like a disguise. Mm-hmm. He, I thought he rocked. Like he should have had a goatee. Like he looked good in the oh. goatee. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was badass. Wait, is that? I don't know if he ever has just uh, Sergeant Pepper's. Well, he has a mustache. No, he doesn't have a goatee. Yeah, just his mustache. Sergeant I guess he's Pepper. got the beard Sergeant on. Like Pepper's. let it be. I think on the album. yeah, he has a full a full beard. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like a. He's, but yeah, he looks like, like this he looks like this. Tim Allen Santa Claus when he has a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> and what's weird is he gains like three hundred pounds too. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, oh, yeah, Paul was, is dead. Paul is dead. Miss him. Miss yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, have you guys seen? Well, you probably haven't. But there is a documentary, like, uh, like a very amateur documentary called "Paul Is Dead." That's like all about the conspiracy theory, and how oh. the one now is they call him. Full, like F A U X L. Oh, okay. Oh, Full very good. And it's actually, isn't it actually Tim Allen? Very yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Tim Paul, Paul McCartney was on his roof one day and he fell off and <laughs> <laughs> he picked up his guitar and he was like, got all British. <laughs> uh, that what you're saying about Ringo though? That like he, like. I, I, I like all of them for for different reasons um uh and and I agree that like for me it's i I also love like just reading about the Beatles like I do think that that's why they are such like still such a important big band because their lives were so just like observed and documented and like mm-hmm. So many, there's so many books and shit written about them. And like, it really, it's just, to me that like heightens the enjoyment of watching their movies or listening to their music is like reading about them and learning all these, this cool, like these cool, like facts about them. Like one, I I was just reading trivia about this movie earlier, just this, like the IMDb trivia. And this might not mean anything to you guys, but uh, Paul got injured when they were filming this and like had to miss like a couple weeks of shooting. I think you so meant th- to say George. <laughs> well, no, actually, no. It said he. It said he ripped his shirt or he ripped his suit in that. Scene, you can see he, him he like check fine. his palm. Like he's definitely like scraped up his palm. Or oh, something. I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
they so they had like a body double come in to film like some scenes for him and uh that guy's name is billy shears and um if that doesn't mean anything to you guys that's the fictional leader of sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band oh that's um, funny who they reference a few times in the album so, so is, that, is that fall that's i guess yeah, so it's, it's yeah. Fall mccartney <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's, what that's I was gonna say about Ringo is he, uh, he is like really self-aware that he, and, and it kind of makes you like you like feel bad for him in a way. But like he's very self-aware that he isn't like kind of the least um, desired, the least like popular. Uh, well, what's special? that special? Like he, like he at one point, I think when they were doing the White Album, he was like the first one who was like i'm gonna quit but all the others were like wanted to quit for like other like more like kind of i want to just do my own thing you know especially paul and john but ringo wanted to quit because he didn't think he was good enough for the band so like he he thinks that he's like a really mediocre drummer well there's i Um, think there's a quote from one of them i don't know if you're about to say this but the but that's what i'm saying i'm that's what i mean he's like he he isn't an exceptional drummer. To, I'm not saying that. To be that. fair, that none of their, at least their early music is like, it doesn't seem like. There's not, not a lot like, of technical prowess going exactly. on. It's very. Yeah. It didn't have the genre. to be. Yeah, it didn't have to be. It was like the first. It's got like, good sound. And, yeah. That but like, I th- realm. So, I yeah. think it might have been a yeah. quote from one of them, but it was like, is Ringo Starr the best drummer of all time? And he's like, Ringo Starr is not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Like that, <laughs> like that. I, I don't know if that was like a Lennon or a McCartney like joke, but I know that's like a thing. That well, do you know? Like do you know Lennon. about oh, okay. the original drummer yeah. for the Beatles and like what happened with him? Uh, is Pete, that Pete Best? Best? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I think Ringo replaced him, and uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick because was that Pete, when they were still the Quarrymen? I think John's it, band was the Quarrymen. Yeah, but I mean George and Paul were still. They weren't, they weren't part of the Quarrymen, um, and then Ringo had his own band, and Ringo was like the older one. I mean, they so Ringo their was names like the a co- few t- times, but but there's like yeah, like after Pete Best got replaced, he put out like an album called like the Best of the Beatles or something like that because oh. his name was. <laughs> And right. something something about like they didn't get royalties on it, but he did. I'm I'm probably butchering it, but I think I read some article a while ago that was like how people in bands got back at their bandmates for screwing them over, and he like put out an album that would have looked like it would have been like a regular Beatles album, but it was mm-hmm. just him. But it had like mm-hmm. the best of the Beatles on it. I don't know. It was, it, was, it was something like that. That's funny. I mean, Wikipedia says Paul McCartney and George Harrison were in the in the Quarrymen, so I don't know what to tell okay. You. Okay. Wikipedia rules all. Maybe it's just say <laughs> he was in the Quarrymen first, and then yeah, he started it for sure. Well, I just mean I know that Paul met John when John was playing with the Quarrymen, so it yeah. must have just been that they joined later. Yeah, he watched him, and then like later on, <clears throat> he got George to come, and then George was like too young, he didn't want him in the band. Yeah, George was like fourteen, I think, when they started. Oh god. Yeah. It's just it's, fucking which, insane. I thought it was weird. Yeah, and but Paul was only like Paul's only like a year or a year and a half older than him, so I don't get the Yeah. Like it's like George is forty four, I think Paul is forty two, John's forty one, Ringo's forty. 
their birth years. I mean, nineteen. No, I think 40s. you have that backwards. <laughs> I think so Lennon John Lennon was, was forty. You have it like flipped. Backwards. I said John. Jesus. Okay, George is forty-four. Paul is forty-two. John is forty-one. Ringo is forty. Ringo's the oldest. Pretty sure John Lennon's birthday is. We don't have to get into the weeds. I'm pretty sure it's forty, like December. Oh fuck, you're right. It is yeah, forty. It is forty. But yeah. but so, so he's in thirty-nine then. He must be. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I know. I know Ringo's the oldest because that was like a thing that they were like, "Ooh, we got a cool oh. older guy in our band." <laughs> we got a guy by a couple months. It's by, by a couple, literally months. a couple months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I should have known that because yeah, I remember he died in 1980 and he was 40 years old. That was like an easy way to remember that. Um, July, August. Uh, I guess at the at the beginning of the movie, I wasn't expecting it to be like as absurdist as it was mm-hmm. that was like i, I don't think yeah, yeah. like i, I think my other either. note my other oh. note was like lennon blinking and it's like him like leaning into the <laughs> grandfather was, yeah. he, he like fat he does like his butterfly kisses with his eyelashes and then he's yeah. like yeah. he's like give us a kiss i'm like what is going on it, it, yeah. it was just yeah. so bizarre i was like okay so he's Clearly, already experimenting with LSD. <laughs> <laughs> it re- it's so it is really like it's bizarre that this is like okay. I had seen I've seen Help before their second movie. Okay, um, which is even weirder than this because they try they do like a more of like a story, um, mm-hmm. and it's like there's like a like tribalistic cult involved and a magical ring and uh it's it's very weird <laughs> um <laughs> but i was gonna say Travis, if you like ringo he's like he's like the main i mean it's still like all of them but he's kind of like basically they're being like hunted by this like cult who like wants this ring and the ring is like fused to ringo's hand um, so there's like Oh, I didn't even think of that. His but name maybe. is Ringo. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So it's even it's even more bizarre. Uh, but I can tell you when I saw that one, I was not expecting a movie. You you would think, especially now, especially at that time, especially a Hard Day's Night, where they were still that was their second like full album. And yeah, but it was only like their first. It was like their first attempt to like come to the United States, I guess. Like, they weren't super popular in the United States at that point. It was kind of this album and the movie that, like, really, like, got it to the point of, like, the Beatlemania shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and what, it wasn't quite as big yet. What, uh... Um... I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, back then, like, maybe you would expect something weirder if they had made a movie when they were doing like the white album or Abbey road or something. Yeah. But when yeah. they're still like, you know, mop top identical suits, suits very and like, and their music is like, like you said, it's, it's kind of like it's rock and roll. It's early sixties, late fifties yeah. rock and roll. It's not, yeah. they're not as experimental as they were lately. They're more like, it's like a doo studio mm-hmm. type. Like, I don't want to say generic because I do still think that their sound is it's a little generic. It's still them, um, and it it's it again. Maybe this is biased, but like I do think that it, it stands out a little bit from like other bands uh, from that time. But you would expect just something more like a, I don't know, Spice World. But if if it was the Beatles, you know what I mean? Like 
Yeah, a you would think sexier, it'd be more like <laughs> I just mean like you think it'd be more tame and like basic a... and not yeah. absurdist like random bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, th- I think I think even back then, like the Beatles had sort of like like you were saying they were writing music that was like pretty conventionally, you know, conventional. That's a, that's a it's like it's like it. conventional songs with like conventional storylines. I love you. You love me. Yeah, I'm doing the. <laughs> I'm doing the hot tub scene from Boogie Nights. John C. Riley's like, "I love you. You love me. I we can go see a bee." But um, but God, I already got mis- I got off. It, it, it's it, it is weird how absurd the movie is for how straight laced and conventional their image was at that point in time. Yeah, it's like yeah, like you said, matching suits and ties, matching haircuts, like. Like and they're there supposed was... to be like heartthrobs, like they're rock and yeah. roll, like teen teen idol heartthrobs, mm-hmm. like One Direction or something. Yeah, but but they're yeah this obs- this crazy like that's that's what caught me weird off guard. dialogue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it it was like they they looked a certain way, and there were like I said, this was like their first like this was their first movie, so it's like you'd think that they would want to like. I mean, they do try to look kind of cool, but like it, you think they would want to be like kind of play up the heartthrobby boy band type shit. But and then you got they just got like super weird. It was just you got so, John so Lennon weird. in a bathtub with yeah. his boat, you know, covered in bubbles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the, and then he like I I actually like laughed out loud when he like goes underwater, and then that guy's like. He's like, all right, John, let's go. And he pulls the plug. And then, like, yeah, his hat is sitting in the, at yeah, the bottom yeah, of the tub. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, John? John? He's like, yeah. Real concern he takes on the boat. He's like, put that boat down. We got a, a car to catch or something yeah. like that. What yeah. are you doing messing <laughs> like, around? Very, yeah. like, classic, like, dry British, like, setup payoff type jokes. Like, yeah. I thought I, it felt a lot like something that we would shoot. Um, very, there was some like super like lynchy type stuff like like that bathtub scene. I think that was something that would be <laughs> in like a lynch, except not with that joke at the end. Oh, there's also at towards the end where they jump, they're like off like it go it it like cuts like kind of like the that '70s show like circle, like panning around thing, and it it goes they go into that field. It's before they get yelled at for trespassing. And it's like like John jumps in the air, like yes. high and it's yeah. like slow mo, and then Paul Can't jumps, buy me love. and then George jumps, and then Ringo just like hops a little hops. bit. Yeah. And I was like, that's in a that would be in that's, a lane for sure. <laughs> I have that. That's for Can't Buy Me Love, and I that's another thing that I wrote down. I just put Grandpa Crane Lynch. Oh, okay, that yeah, that's what that reminded funny. me of. Oh yeah. so my much. god, amazing! Uh, um, another another point for Ringo is cool though. At the time, I think I think this is after the sixties. But Ringo was also in a film by Frank Zappa called 200 Motels. Oh. And Ringo actually played Frank. If you Did look up, really? If you look hmm. up Ringo Frank Zappa, oh. you can find a picture of Ringo with like a long black curly haired wig and he's got the mustache oh, and the soul cool. band. Mustache and- yeah, so it's like, check that out. I think of all the group, Ringo seems to be the most like self deprecating, but also like yes. the most grounded. In that way, I, like, I w- he knows he's the butt of the joke, and like he's yeah. okay with that. He's okay he with it. It's funny yeah. too. Yeah, I would say uh, George Harrison too, and it's it's another reason that I like him so. Much. It's uh, kind of 
and not to get too far enough off on a tangent, but like how how I think I've talked to both of you guys about like why Justin McElroy is my favorite. Sure. Or he was for a time. I think I would go back to Griffin, but like it's because he's the most like self-aware, self-deprecating like in that mm-hmm. way where he doesn't mm-hmm. like to like he like gets on the others for like promoing and Yeah. Um George Harrison uh even like start or well he not starred in he wasn't like he was just like a side character but he i think he helped produce um have you guys heard of uh the ruddles um no i think nick nick might i don't know if he's still here um sorry i can hear my cat like scratching at the door and crying through my headphones so i let her in but she's gonna want to <laughs> leave in like 30 seconds so but <laughs> it's fine as long as she doesn't bark i'm fine with it yeah no yeah that's because um, my window's open. Yeah, I, I think I've heard of the Ruddles. That sounds familiar. Is that like a, sat- it, a satirical parody Beatles band? Yeah, it's Eric yeah, yeah. Idle and uh, That's Neil. That's right, yep. Ains or Innes? I can never remember which one it is. Yeah, they wrote but... most of the Monty Python music. Like, every sperm is yeah. sacred and like... Uh... Always look on the bright side yep. of life. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's a good um, And it's, it's very Monty Python-esque. And it's like the whole thing is making fun of the Beatles. And... Mm-hmm. Um, George Harrison was the only one who was like, this is fucking great. And like, he even, he's like in it as like a news reporter. Oh, that's pretty Um, good. So I like, I would say probably both him and Ringo, like I think are the, the most, uh, like down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. They, they Uh, were never arguing with each other. If the song should be, uh, star Harrison or Harrison star for the songwriting credits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, okay. I say at the at the beginning too. I was not just, and I think I, I had this this notion because I had seen Help already, and I knew that like just the way that they talk and act is just kind of random and weird. But like when they sit down in the train car and uh, they're like, "Who's this?" and Paul's like, "It's my grandfather," and like the way that that guy was acting and everything, I like yeah. for the longest time I was like. I don't know if that's actually his grandpa or yeah. if it's just a guy that he sat down next to in the train. Yeah. But, yeah. but he is sitting next to him on the bench in that opening scene yep. when he's got his like goatee on and stuff. So there was like a little, like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. the first time he's seen, but I still think that was like really weird. Um, Very common was, gag. The newspaper, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Which they do that. That's in the beginning of the Austin Powers. Like, oh, oh yeah. There? Okay. Yeah. Um, he, does he have a fake? He has like a fake beard. He might too, doesn't he? he yeah, might. That sounds yeah. about right. Um, I, I don't realize how much of that is, or how yeah. similar it is. Well, that's what yeah. I was saying. I think it's like directly, like n- maybe not exactly shot for shot, but there's a lot that's like in there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> is it just me, or does his grandpa look like an ex-Nazi? Because to me, I thought like <laughs> he looked like one of those dudes who, like, I don't know. He looked ex Nazi ish to me and then he, like, es- he escaped the Nuremberg trials and he- Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually put I another one of my notes was um it, I kinda like had this thought like through the whole movie, but especially when he's at the police station, he's just like yelling at the cops, just like yeah. being really like uh, oh, belligerent yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I was like I was like, is he senile or based? A Nazi. Or oh. like because he's talking about how much the cops suck and I was like, well, Oi, yeah. oi, lads, kind of oi, lads, this, this is my grandpap, Joseph, Joseph Mengele. Yeah. <laughs> he just had that, like, high cheekbone, like, yeah, like the short yeah, haircut. Really skinny, gaunt, yeah, like, he just looked oh, Nazi yeah. to me. 
And speaking of, uh, Ringo does a Seek Heil in this. <laughs> okay. So he was. I, I apparently was not watching this movie the right way. Not, not, to, <laughs> not to the grandpa, but it's after... It's after the grandpa, like, tells him to, like, go have fun instead of, like... Because they, like, leave him to, like, watch after the grandpa because no one else will. And then the grandpa's like, hey, you don't need to... You don't need to let them push you around. You need to, you know, go have fun. So then Ringo's like, yeah, I will go have fun. And, like, as he's leaving, he passes by, like... There's, like, a table at the restaurant there and that has, like, a bunch of, like, German, like, actors. I think they're, like, part of the TV show or whatever. Um, they're dressed up as like Nazis and like as he passes by he like turns around and does the the salute (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah that Um, scene also was like incredibly bizarre to me yep there she goes she's scratching she wants to get out Uh, (laughs) basically the grandfather's like come on Ringo you're ugly you need to go get some pussy basically like (laughs) there was like some weird metaphor for like you gotta get your pink cucumber and a flower or it says something because like the movie's rated g it's like it's rated g but it does have like that suggestive language tag and like when the grandfather's like telling ringo to go get some action it was just like ew i don't like these metaphors i just had a couple of my like my favorite like or like the funny bits for me was where they're getting all the the letters like the fan letters and Ringo gets one <laughs> and then and then like the the other like manager guy comes in and like has like an armful of ones for him yeah and he's like these ones are for you Ringo and then I think John says that must have cost you a fortune in stamps <laughs> yeah yep yep I caught really that whippy like dialogue the like it it kind of reminds me of uh like a uh it makes me think of Clue the movie Clue um like oh like a little like level down but like maybe i wonder if clue like that was maybe like somewhat inspired by this kind of dialogue because that movie is just like non-stop like it almost reminds me of firebacks it it almost reminds me of like and obviously this movie came before all of these things but it Mm -hmm. very much reminds me of like uh like airplane dialogue where it's like it's yeah, very quippy like that, yeah. and fast, but also they they yeah. like switch between figurative and literal a lot. Yeah, it's like there because there's one where like Ringo is sitting there reading like a magazine, and then they're like they say something like "Where are you, Ringo?" and he's like "Page five. like <laughs> yeah. he, or like, like they'll take the question literally for a yeah. joke or figuratively for a joke and kind of alternate between those two. Yeah. Or like, uh, what do you call that? What do you call your hairstyle, Arthur? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That scene exactly. They go back and forth like a lot. Like it's yeah, like, it's constantly like flipping. I mean, you could almost say the same thing about like Monty Python. Like Monty Python yeah. is also very similar to like that style yeah. of like quippiness. Yeah, dryness. I was thinking like Wet Hot American Summer was the yeah that, that kind of like very like bizarre like random there's gotta be i meant to google like to see if there was like there has to be a term for that kind of like comedy that like non sequitur quippy comedy I, I don't know that that style of it might just be dialogue. british comedy i mean that's <laughs> yeah or you even you, then mean, you have scenes where like probably under, like, where like they come back into their apartment and then i forget the order but it's like 
John like opens the closet and there's like a guy in there in his towel. And then he just like closes it and then he's like, There's a man in there. <laughs> and then Yeah. And then like George walks in and then Ringo's like, Oh, John says there's a guy in the closet. And then George like opens it, sees him, and then closes it again. And then like his timing his comedic timing is perfect. Because like, he, he goes and sits just, down first. He goes, he goes and, sits and sits down. down. And, and then he's right, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, no, because that, that was another, like, genuine laugh moment. Maybe because it was so weird. But just, it was, like, the most British thing I could think of. The manager walks in, opens the closet, sees the dude in there, and he's just like, what's this then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's all this then? What's yeah. all this? Oh, this is just like, I don't know. There's sometimes I'm watching stuff and I I notice very like little things like I feel like I brought this up in something like maybe like Justice League or something where I was like, I did notice something that yeah, it was I can't remember what it was, but there was some just like really little things. And there's one thing in this where uh where Ringo's reading a book and then somebody like takes it from him, so he like loses his page, and then he takes it back, and then he doesn't just open it back up. And then pretend like he's reading again. He actually, like, as they're talking, he's, like, finding his page in the book. I'm like, oh. But there's just, like, little things where I'm like, hey, not people don't always do that in movies. And it's just, like, those things that, like, you don't, like, think of. Like, you know, how people never say bye on the phone in movies. They just but, say like, dramatic that's not how things. You, yeah. Yeah. And then hang up. Oh, and then I like the I like the shot of the the shaving cream on the mirror like lining up with this uh, that was cool too there's there's like there's creative camera work in this like not everything but there's creative camera work the can't buy me love lynch segment has creative camera work um i really like i think my favorite uh my favorite song segment is uh uh i just had uh um i should have known better um, in the train. It's the one they play in, like, the train, like, luggage cart. Yeah, where Paul McCartney kept looking down the camera. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, like... He'd be, he'd be, like, in the corner, and you could just, like... You I don't wonder know why sometimes, like, are out. they... Because s- they're, like, they're kind of shooting music videos, so, like, yeah. are they supposed I, to break? No, I, I get it. Nobody else did, but, it, like, it always stands out to me. It's very, like... It's, like, makes me feel vulnerable or something, so, like, I, it always sticks out when... But he's, like, in the back, and he's just, like... <laughs> and i'm like um, okay is this thing running then bro. yeah uh, but i liked i i like that and and some of this could have been because like literally they didn't have space for it but like i like that it was like a really cramped space and the way that and, and it was different from like the dialogue scenes too or like i mean i guess like right before and right after the music where they were talking in that in that same luggage cart. Uh, when they were playing the music, it was, the camera was like really close up. Like it was like right, right there with them. And I just, I don't know. I really liked how that, that one Oh, you're shot, talking about especially. like towards the end when they're playing the songs that, no, or you're talking about on the train, on the train, like before they start playing the music, it's like the camera, yeah. there's like a little more space and, a and little but, when, bit. but when they're playing, it's like, it's more like cramped and they I definitely shot Whether, it like on a train. What sure. I was saying, whether or not that was stylistic or uh, just like mandated by the fact that it was there wasn't a lot of space, I liked how that one was shot. Uh, that because 
it was it was definitely it was because of the space. I I believe because there there's a scene we were talking about where John does the whole like oh give me a kiss and does the yeah. eye thing that uh, like immediately precedes this weird little segment where they're like just going past the window to like annoy this the dude that like barged yeah. in their thing yeah. and there's like the part where that's <laughs> yeah. where I really knew like this is gonna, this is fucking weird because like he like looks out the window and they're like running alongside well, he's on the a train. bike. Yeah, one's yeah. on a bike, and yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then they, you can tell, like, when they're carrying, I think they carry George down the the hallway, and you can tell, like, when they get up to the camera, it's like they had nowhere else to go. Like that was the end of the shot because <laughs> it was like a tight ass train. They couldn't get mm-hmm. past the camera. Right. Yeah. That's funny. um, and speaking of, uh, I don't, I don't know if either of you like looked this up or knew this, but um, that one girl who's on the train she's in like a couple bits on the train but she's like she's she's like the blonde girl she's the sitting like right next to one of them she's like the girl that's kind of like inside the little like grating like with them mm-hmm. uh that's patty boyd who uh oh. married george harrison and oh. later eric clapton and layla. she was she was the inspiration for layla yeah and uh George's songs, If I Needed Someone, For You Blue, and Something, probably is the most known one. Something oh, wow. The way yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what she's, she's, she's known for having really great songs written about her. But <laughs> <laughs> that's this kind of, I, I didn't know that until I looked that one. Oh, that's interesting. That, uh, that's all my, all my written down stuff. I think there's other, oh, another thing, I guess if, if we're trying to get it all out of the way, I'm sure we'll come back around to it, but, uh, I think the movie looked really nice. Like, I'm sure it's been, like, restored and stuff, but I thought it looked really nice. And I don't know, like, why they decided to go black and white, but I think if it was in color, it would not hold up as well as it did. But, like, there were scenes where, like, they're they're just, like, in an office. Like, the scene where George goes to, like, that that fashion designer or whatever – like mm-hmm. th- I was actively thinking, I'm like, this would look so ugly in color, but it looks so, it looks, it just looks really nice. It, like, yeah. I think it holds up really well because of the black and white and, and the restoration makes it look really cool. Cause help, as much as I, I do like help as well, it looks ugly. It, it does, because oh. it's in color. It, it, it doesn't look as, as nice. It would have been nice to see Georgie shit in color though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> to see the blood. Oh. How, oh yeah. I don't know how he shit. doesn't have... I thought have... you said Georgie shit. Like, <laughs> no, Georgie eat shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that in color. I, I yeah. yeah, I don't know if if that was like a clever edit or if like he just legitimately somehow didn't like bust his nose open. Because when it shows him <laughs> running afterwards, like there's... I, I, w- I was expecting just like pools of blood to be coming yeah. out of his nose because he, 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 he eats it with his face first. Well, I actually, mean, he got he got right up and he was laughing about it too. What so happens I don't know. actually at that point in time? Um, that's when George had to switch places with Ringo because then he had the big nose, and then that's <laughs> so there's like a faux Ringo and a full George, but like yeah. it's really <laughs> they didn't even have to go. They didn't have to outsource that one. They just like kept that in band. We're like, all right, yeah. let's fuck up his eyes a little bit. Okay, now he's Ringo. Okay, do you want to go into the negatives or whatever? Uh, <laughs> you seem like oh. I, I'm, I guess I'm, I I guess I thought that you kind of, that you liked it too. So um, well, here's the thing. 
the first, like, I don't know how long it was, maybe 20, 30 minutes, I was like, okay, this movie's going to be rad. I like it so far. There's all this random shit going on. Uh, uh, Paul's grandpa's a Nazi. All great <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but but then it just seems so, like, I, I realized, like, I had to pause it to, like, take a piss or let the dogs out or something, and I was like, I realized there was, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes left, and I was like, I don't know what the plot of this movie is. I don't understand what's going... Like, this is just these small, like, little scenes. Like, I'm watching Saturday Night Live of these little, like, scenarios. Like, okay, let's do a hotel room, and, okay, here's some jokes. Okay, now they're on a train, and here's some jokes. And, like, I had to look it up. I was like, okay, so it's 36 hours of them preparing to do this TV shoot. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. That's <laughs> not really interesting because it's, you know, I don't know. It wasn't like the plot's nothing to like really write home about, I guess. It just yeah. a little yeah. aimless. I mean, I I agree that like it is, if if you're looking for a plot, then yeah, but I just... Won't find it here. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that means it's, it's bad for it's not all... having a plot. It's just, I think the movie knows what it is. Well, I guess it, it um, kind of goes back to that conversation we were having about like barking dogs and like uh, like the more like Coen Brothers style of filmmaking where you just see a snapshot of time play out yeah. as opposed yeah. to like a beginning, middle, and an end and character develop. Not that you're like expecting like character development in a Beatles yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess I don't, I, I mean, I can have it either way, but like I don't, yeah, I don't need to. A plot as long as as long as the movie's entertaining you know yeah well that's I th- the thing i think that there was a, enough other stuff that i enjoyed at a certain point for me it was just like okay like i i don't know and they kept playing they kept playing Beatles the songs, music <laughs> and like it was like i mean there's some on there that i hadn't heard obviously mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and th- i don't know there were there was a part like especially when they did like the mini concert i just basically skipped that because they went into like i listened to like two songs and then they the went to the third song and yeah and i was like yeah so this is just like a concert they're just playing the album at this point uh-huh. no thanks i skipped it but there was <laughs> a, a couple of times where there was like it started it started like you know some kind of riff on the guitar and bass and i was like oh this is actually like i like this and then they'd start singing and i was like no, now it sounds exactly like all of their other songs. And I realize that it's it's not necessarily the 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 instrumental part of the music that is mm-hmm. super like kind of sounds so similar to me every like one of at least their early songs. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the vocal melodies are very like yeah. it's yeah. kind of like a rapper who has like the same like he raps the exact same way every single time and it's just like kind of monotone. Yeah. So to me I was just like okay, I don't well, what what makes that, the Beatles like kind of what they are? Again, it's like it's the Seinfeld isn't funny theory. Like the Beatles, they they sort of created conventions in pop music that yeah. work. Like the band Ween, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band. Uh, they have yeah. an album called White Pepper that they put out, and all of the songs on it, like basically their oh. whole thing was like. We're going to use Beatles conventions 
to like mm-hmm. kind of make our own. A pop. And it's like, yeah, but it's like it's like a pop record, but it's like a damn good pop record. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's because I think they use these conventions that like the Beatles sort of and George Martin, who I think he died a couple years ago, but George Martin mm-hmm. is like this huge producer and he was like yeah. the guy I mean honestly you should probably give George Martin just as much credit as like he, John Lennon and and Paul McCartney and all of them because like the stuff that they did in the studio at the time that made those conventions work is just like mm-hmm. the limited technology in the studio is like insane what they did. Yeah. Yeah, actually a uh, fun fact. Uh George Martin got an Oscar nomination for this and the Beatles didn't. So for the, for the sound, for the <laughs> score he, for the, or like yeah. soundtrack soundtrack or blah. Didn't he get something for game of Thrones too? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't Booyah. Dad joke. In the, um, in the, in the, in the podcast recording, I'm just going to add in an audio clip of like, <laughs> yeah, or since they're, or, or the, crickets. Bing, crickets. Bing, bing, bing. No, do the crickets. Do crickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but another th- another thing that like maybe maybe it was a happy accident, but it was I think it was Lennon who could not stand the sound of his own voice like a single pass through. Yes. Lennon insisted on a doubling of his voice. So like every recording that you listen to, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like they take the same track and like duplicate it. Or if he just mm-hmm. does two passes at it, but like every Lennon recording of his voice, that's it's it's his own voice layered on top of it because he just for some reason and it might have yeah, accidentally that, became yeah. iconic, you know, like that yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. The another fun fact that sort of l- tied into that uh, when uh, they were doing the when they were working on like the the American distribution for the movie. Uh, UA wanted to actually dub over all of them with like American voice oh, actors, and Whoa. Paul, McCart- Paul McCartney said, "Paul McCartney said, uh, <laughs> he said like, look, if I can understand a fucking cowboy speaking Texan, they can understand us speaking Liverpool." <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, there was sometimes where I was like, I don't to know what said. he just said. To I be fair, I did. I did turn on closed captions, for the movie, but they <laughs> yeah. didn't work, and I just dealt with it. But uh, yeah, it was a little. There was a couple of times where I was like, I don't know what he said. There's sometimes, and there's especially some things, Ringo. <laughs> yeah, they're like the clean. Like they kept saying clean. Oh, he's so clean. Like that must have. That must mean some something kind of something else. It's like a like slang even, term. Like it's yeah, because be. even like when he's in like the casino thing, they're like, Does that mean oh, he's a virgin? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, he's a grandpa, he, and he's also a Nazi. Um, oh, I thought he was be saying, adopted. Oh, okay, you don't have to be a. I'm, Nazis are virgins. All Nazis so. are virgins. Yeah. <laughs> like That's our stance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Virgin all virgins are not, Nazis. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> all Nazis are virgins. All virgins are Nazis. So. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> Just born. Or how many what? people you fucked? You're a virgin Nazi. <laughs> One hour, you're a Nazi. Um, so yeah, there was yeah in that scene in the casino scene, they're like, oh, is that? I forget what his first name was. Uh, his grandpa. Yeah, John. Like, John. Well, the, the, he was like, oh, name, yeah. 
that's John McCartney. He's loaded, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Oh, yes, he does look clean or something like that. And I was like, oh. So maybe that just means, like, he's cleaned up because he was wearing, like, a suit he's, the whole time. No, he's, Who he's circumcised. They could have just, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> they could have, yeah. <laughs> Who know, the, it, that movie's, it's weird. They could have just been, like, let's call him clean a million times because it's yeah. funny if yeah, everybody maybe. calls maybe. him clean. I don't People know. are like, is I that mean, that was slang? definitely part that? of it. It was definitely part of it, because, like, why would they say it, like, an hour later in that scene, like, some random... Like, it was obviously that, but at the beginning part, they kept saying he was clean, and I was like... I was like, does Paul, like, bathe his grandpa? Why are they congratulating (laughs) Paul on how clean his grandpa is? Like (laughs) That was... I forgot that they, like... Yeah, they compliment Paul for his grandpa's being clean. (laughs) Well, because at the beginning, you think his grandpa is, like... A, a deaf mute because he doesn't say anything <laughs> or react. Weird. Be so weird. you're just like, okay. I, I kept waiting for the moment that that guy was going to be like, "Who are you, people?" I thought it was <laughs> yeah. going to be that kind of joke. There were still parts throughout it that were like interesting, that made me laugh. And but like after about forty five minutes, I was kind of like checked out a little bit because I was just like, I don't. Yeah, it does. It does feel a little bit that like the first bit of it is very very tight in terms yeah. of like jokes like scenarios setups payoffs like the whole like them being outside the train car like on their bicycle like there was far more yeah. of this like absurdist but like realistic absurdism that was going on at the very very beginning and mm-hmm. i feel like about yeah about halfway through you kind of lose some of that and it's like there's yeah. still there's still like visual gags like the whole police station thing where like <laughs> they they run away from the police and they're running down the street and like the carjacker guy who like after the third oh, yeah. pass he's just like ah screw it and then like they yeah, run and then back a cop to the... gets yeah and the cop is like that follow that man That's I forgot about that that was a great gag that was yeah. good yeah yeah and then like what they they leave the police station the second time and then like Ringo is all the way he's like running with the cops basically at like the tail <laughs> yeah. end very Scooby Doo. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three Stooges, or yeah, yeah. So it's like I feel like the movie really worked when it was doing that kind of stuff. But then it was like, yeah, all the songs intercut, and you're like, oh, okay, they gotta, they gotta put, you know, asses yeah. in well, seats. They gotta have. It their was selling like floor. an hour yeah. and a half commercial sometimes, where it's like, okay, I like especially reading and, the Wikipedia and seeing how it was like a mark, kind of a marketing ploy to, to get them to catch on in the United States, right. Which you know, I understand. I'm. I was trying to keep that all in perspective while watching it, but it it still it still felt like there was enough material for like fifty minutes to an hour, and they just kept like, okay, what about we have another idea for a scene that we can put in there? Sure. And like, kind of. And some like you have to think of this as like like at the time that it came out too that like they. There's not like a, it's not as easy like music just isn't as easily accessible. So it's like hey. Yeah, you get to listen to some Beatles songs because you know, otherwise right. you just gotta yeah. wait for it to play on the on the yeah, radio. Yeah, they didn't or... have yeah, they didn't have Spotify. They only had like Napster and shit back then. I think right. Yeah, and the, yeah. with there's... dial up. <laughs> yeah. And there's like something weird with like Beatles releases. Like, wh- oh god, the first album was called like Please Please Me, and that came yeah. out in the UK. But like the first album to get released in the United States was like, yeah, was it? was a. Uh, Beatles for sale, I think. Yeah, so it's like one. <laughs> it makes me think of like 
Final Fantasy SNES games, like Final Fantasy oh, 2 is like yeah. Final Fantasy 4 in yeah. Japan or however that works. Well, th- yeah, that's the weird thing because because yeah. Beetle if if it if that is the next one, Beetles for Sale or whatever, it's pretty much just like a reissue of Please Please Me. Like right. Hard Day's Night yeah. is what I consider to be their second album because it's right. their second disc with, you know, new songs and all that. Mm-hmm. But they would do these like, yeah, in between each of their what I consider albums, they would do more albums for like American or like international release where it was just it was just their old older music just like rearranged or something right. like that. And it's it makes with, their discography it's with the Beatles. With the Beatles. Okay, so it was Yeah. Beatles for sale the next one. I I know Beatles for Sale is one of those inter interlude type yeah, it's, weird albums. It's the one after Hard Day's Night. It's between okay. Hard Day's Night and, and Help. And that was like that was like a very popular thing back then too. Cause like there's some like old yeah. old like country artists that I was like, Oh, I wanna get into like some of these older like country artists like I guess like Marty Robbins or like some of those guys. Mm -hmm. Travis Tritt. And and Garth Brooks. Uh, (laughs) So many of, I don't know why, I guess is, was that around the time that Hawaii became a state? But there are like so, there are so many of those albums that came out that it's like, no, I just want to listen to like the main discography of this guy. And it's like there's four best ofs. There's yeah. five like yeah. Hawaiian albums where it's just like there's like Elvis has a bajillion Hawaiian albums, and it's just like right. It's like I I remember facing a similar dilemma when I was like, okay, it is time for me to get into the Beatles, and like I downloaded a bunch of their stuff, and I was just like, where do I start? I don't know where to start, and I just yeah. I ended up not listening to that much because I didn't know where uh-huh. to start. I'm one of those people where it's like. I want to start at the beginning, and it says here that there's like three albums that are technically the beginning, and I don't know which one to listen to. Yeah, um, it's it's because most of their albums are like thirty minutes long, and with like maybe like eight to ten songs, and like six of those songs feel like rough drafts for like the one like good song, like like. I, uh, I mean, says you. This I'm, I don't agree I'm not with saying, this. I'm not saying one good song. I'm saying like the song that like everybody like Hard Day's Night. Like you know that song, Hard Day's Night, is like. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then what's the other one? Uh, oh, Can't Buy Me Love, right? That one's on. I think that's, that one's on. That's on. That's on Hard Day's <laughs> Night. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like two songs, and then the other whatever, however many songs, they all feel like rough drafts for that's kind of what the movie felt like too like overall it was like okay we've got all these little skits these like rough little skits and we'll we'll just patch them all together somehow i i just checked and they they have like they have like 10 10 11 albums like that are like what i consider like you know Mm -hmm. actual albums um yeah uh but yeah i i know exactly what you mean because i did a it wasn't when i started listening to them but like I just, I don't know, whenever I did that, I on Spotify, I just, like, hit, uh, like, add to library, just, like, the Beatles, like, thinking, you know, okay, I'll get, you know, Please yeah. Please Me, Hard Day's Night, Help, Rubber Soul, but it's all of those, inter- so then I have, like, five versions of yeah i should have known better or something the single, like that. Like, no, the single I just, version i just want the one that's on a hard day's night <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't want the one that's exactly the same that was on three albums after it right yeah. that's 
yeah, that's the other thing that's so crazy to me too is that, I I mean they were like together longer, but like, their whole story is only I mean when Beatlemania like actually took off like worldwide was like, kind of hard days night like sixty four, and then they broke up in like beginning of nineteen seventy, and it's yeah. like that is I like the most interesting like. like yeah, that's what really like drives my interest in their like stories. That it's like it's so big and like yeah. all of these different things and all these different like kind of eras that they had. Yeah, and it was that's... This, such this like truncated like time mm-hmm. that they they had. It was it, like if you were to look at like just from like like from this to like uh, Sergeant Pepper to like. Like how, like physically, how they changed. Like they just look completely different. Oh yeah, and it's just and like it's everything just about them later. is like so well, yeah, different. Like, even like the Abbey Road album cover, like John's hair and yeah. beard, or like down yeah. to his shoulders, yeah. and like because that I think that was like around the time that they went. Did they go to India and they got into like yeah. the sitar and then like that was just, a, that was a couple years before they, that was they, that was like Sergeant Pepper's White Album, which oh, was okay. 67, 68. Yeah, but and they got, I mean, like, like super see, into that stuff. See, I was like, I just said like, no, that was that was later, but it was just a couple years. But yeah. it feels yeah. like so much later <laughs> yeah. because yeah. in between, let it be, and have your there's like, there's just like so much difference between. Yeah. It's like very rarely do bands like have clearly defined eras within the span mm-hmm. of like a decade. Like that's yeah, unheard exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They no, don't it, change it is, styles so quickly. Like they had like two albums and it a year works. for like and it works. That's the like thing. six years. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it uh, like yeah, I I totally agree, and that's that's again another reason that like they're so like fascinating to me too. It's it's yeah. their it's their story. It's just yeah, like, and it's so funny because like as much as I do like like listen to them and like read about them, that like I still like when you said that just now. Every time I have to like stop and think again, like I do find myself like slipping and not realizing that it was just like seven <laughs> years ish. Yeah. It's it fucking insane all that mm-hmm. they like put out in that time. Plus their yeah. their movies and like just everything else. Like uh and then yeah. immediately after, in nineteen seventy, George Harrison releases a double album of All Things Must Pass that goes like like number one and like mm-hmm. so immediately after he i mean like again it's not none of their stuff is quite as big as the beatles stuff but like that was a huge album oh um, yeah when it was released and it's a pretty fucking good album i mm-hmm. think george harrison's also another reason he's my favorite is he has like the best post beatles career um he like, doesn't have live and let die though he doesn't have live and let die. That's true. Live and let die. Or uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That song. Yeah. I hate. That's like my least favorite Christmas song ever. I hate that song. I like that so song, much. I don't oh. <laughs> doesn't have a. Oh what? Oh well, man, Ringo. Mariah Carey's. Oh yeah, that's just because it's every, it's everywhere. Uh, um, Ringo's got some corkers too on his single. On his, on his solo career too. Fuck you. I, I've Fuck actually, you. I've actually Ringo heard rules. that like Ringo's solo no. career. If like, I feel like I've heard that Ringo's Tom's solo career engine. gets. He was he used <laughs> Mister Conductor. He's like yeah, he's like the narrator and yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a prestigious lineup of Mister Conductors. You got George Carlin, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, and a Ringo. There's a there's a I I um, I might add it. Uh, I just don't know where we could watch it, but 
I thought about adding to the bad movies jar a uh, caveman starring Ringo Starr um, and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I did. Oh Shit. God. <laughs> oh my God. The th- okay. So the thing with Ringo though is I like I like uh, you know Beatles era Ringo. I don't like. I I can't stand like now current Ringo. Oh yeah, like oh please. He looks too yeah. He looks too much like a member of U two, and I'm not like or um. Yeah, U two or there's another band that I always Coldplay. (laughs) No, no, not Coldplay. No, well, this isn't a negative because I like Depeche Mode, but he reminds me a lot of the Depeche Mode lead singer nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But I but I like Depeche Mode. Yeah. I mean, U2's got some good songs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just the I, I get what like you mean. Vibe is like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't like, uh, I don't like Bono. I don't like Slash. I don't like these, like. Do you mean. Slash from, like, uh, AC. No. Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't like those dudes. Like, one name dudes like that. Except for Sting. Sting rules. <laughs> yeah. The wrestler and the musician i uh this i went on like a a sort of not like a total wiki wormhole but like um through reading about hard days night i stumbled onto the who a a movie produced by i i don't know like they're not in it it's not like but i don't know if it like if it's like all their music and stuff or, or whatever but it's called quadrophenia and it's I stumbled onto it not because of like the that it's also a rock band, but um, somehow I got tied to it with like the uh, the whole mod rocker comment, the mocker thing, um, and it like referenced that movie. It came out after this. It's not like saying that that was what that was referencing, but uh, that that movie is all about like a feud between a rocker gang and mods. Uh, okay. like warring and stuff and uh sting is in it that's that's what it made me think yeah. about <laughs> you should yeah. put that in i'd yeah. watch the shit out of it that. would be it does seem like i'm kind of like more interested like i want to add i didn't but especially if we talked to it i want to add the wall in because i've never seen <laughs> that um i kind of am like getting more interested in adding more of these like yeah like old like rock band produced or like associated movies like quadrophenia and yeah, I'll throw in. Motels I mean, I'll, would be awesome. I was just gonna about to say I'll throw in two hundred motels. I wanted to see that movie for forever, but like, wasn't it just like not available for the longest time? The, the it had to do with like the Zappa family because like it had been released, but I don't think it had been released up to like Frank's standards. And I think within the last ten years, there was like an official Zappa family release of the film, like on Blu-ray, oh, like okay. high def, all that kind of stuff. I've kind of fallen off. The Zappa train a little bit just because like I Same. listened to it so much when I was younger, yeah. but uh, yeah. Also, Two Hundred Motels was is very like. Well, I mean, you've probably heard about like Frank being banned from SNL. Yeah. yeah. Because whenever it came for his character to like, whenever it came to him to like read lines, he would always like ham up to the camera and just be like, uh, I'm I'm aware that I'm on TV and like. I don't know. That didn't, didn't take fly. himself seriously or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. his movies are very much in that vein where it's like okay. self-aware and also like being satirical of TV and movies and, and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd like to watch 200 Motels. My roommate yeah. just texted me, open door for treat. Hold on. 
He comes back with like a dog bone in his mouth. <laughs> okay. I guess this this is where like my sort of like bias uh, comes in because it's an iced I coffee. Was... Oh, nice. <laughs> I kind of want a coffee now. <laughs> At eight thirty, I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly got me one too, and I was like, nah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, kind of like going back to like how you know like they kind of had to have the music because yeah, I was promoting. I, I I don't know. I guess I'm just partly. I'm a little. I go a little easy on the movie because. I'm trying to take it for what it is. I'm not trying to take it for like it being like every movie we watch being like the best thing. It's just like I I know I know what this movie is trying to be, so I don't really like count that stuff as a fault. But also I I like their music, so like uh, I it does bug me that their concert that they do at the end that's like it's like they play like three or four songs. It's more um, than that. It's like it's, four or five. It might be. Four five because they do uh they do uh let me see they do it's hard to tell because they all sound the same so it sounds like <laughs> one long song they do like oh maybe they do five but you say like the music's different <laughs> you said like the i i did i agree about like the lyrics like that that's kind of what i mean how it's like really contemporary but like i think their sound of like their music is is unique but yes their lyrics are they're I'm not even just talking about the lyrics. I mean, yes, the lyrics. I that's lyrics. I don't really pay attention to lyrics too much when I listen to music. It's to me like the vocal part of a song is just like another instrument. So I don't like. I don't. I'm not same. somebody that's, who like overanalyzes okay. like lyrics or anything. But I'm just talking about like the the melody of their voices, like or not their voices of how they're like singing. It's very like the same every time. It's like. I, I, I think like I think there's enough uniqueness between their songs. Like if I fell is a some of their songs. If I fell is a completely different sound than I'm Hard not, Day's Night, and that's I'm not saying than, all of them. I'm saying like on like on this album, there was th- at least three songs that they played in this movie that I was like, their their like vocal melody is it's way too similar. It almost sounded like they took the same lyrics, the same vocal track, and put it on top of another, <laughs> like a different like guitar riff. And well, and the, to, I mean, to to kind of bash Ringo, his <laughs> like the drum is just yeah. They they had him record. It's the same they thing had every Ringo time. record for like two hours straight of yeah. the same like skiffle yep. beat, and then they just yep. like cut it and, and paste it. Yeah, like it, like it, I mean, like I said, I agree that. Ringo is not special. <laughs> I was just, I was just saying that like I still feel bad for him that like Ringo he was so self aware that he wanted to like leave the band. Like you're like oh no, like it's it's one of those things where like you're right, but you don't have to go. No, Ringo okay. actually recorded like I think it took him like a couple months to record this entire album. And Ringo was there recording the whole time, but it was just to get a good, clean three minutes of him just doing the same, like the same beat the whole time that they could copy. Well, because that's, that's why he, what, he was that bad. That's funny, like what you said about like Ringo wanting to quit around like the White Album because like he he didn't think he was good enough. That's just mm-hmm. that's so funny that everyone else in that band pretty much had like life altering experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that's why they wanted it. Like John Lennon, like met Yoko Ono, and he, yeah. you know, imagine like the world peace, the, the that whole thing, the Vietnam War. George Harrison went to India and like 
got into like, I don't know, meditation or whatever, mm-hmm. got into the the sitar. Paul McCartney, uh, he, I don't know, he he, he just kind of stayed the same. <laughs> but just like Ringo wants to quit and they're like, what have you done? You've just been here as the drummer. Like, <laughs> like oh, you're Yoko still here? wants to break up the band. George wants to move for like spirituality. You just, you don't, you have imposter syndrome, dude. Like, <laughs> you can only leave when you have a reason good yeah. enough. He was self-reporting. That's why he I was, I was just going to make an Among Us joke. I, I was like, man, should I go for the second dad joke of the, uh, <laughs> self- of the show? Self-reporting. Um, uh, what was I going to say about, uh, well, the music it does it also doesn't help that what what i was gonna say about the concert segment actually like the concert and on because even the credit song is is a the song they open the music the movie with but like yeah the there's four of the six songs that's like the concert on is songs that they already played in the movie which is yeah exactly like, it's yeah. a little bit of a bummer they, but like at the same time i was still singing along to like they're trying to the sell that. They were trying to sell the album to but, an American audience. Like, but there's 13. They 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 only did like the first half of the songs, and there's some good songs in the second half. They they do an instrumental of uh, you can't yeah, do that, which is I which is ma- which is like our maybe my favorite song on the album. They have an instrumental of that, but I like they should have put that in the movie somewhere. They I, they I really had like other song. songs like just the just like the melody or I don't know. The melody, I don't know what you'd call it. They had like an orchestral version of Instrumental. some of their, yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah. and there like was versions the, throughout the song. The yeah, movie. there was one that wasn't that's not even on the album. That like I don't maybe I've I have heard it somewhere before, but there's one of the George Harrison songs, uh, because he did two. It was whatever the first one he sang was is one that's that I don't think I'd really heard before, but I like that one. Too. Oh, it's not on the album. I know that. Yeah, I think. I, I kind of see what Travis is saying, but I think that's also like what what allowed them to eventually branch off and do other more experimental stuff. These are kind of mm-hmm. like the money makers, really. Like, if, which like, and if if that's if it's compared, I guess compared to now, like some of the music that comes out where it's just like, oh, okay, this album exists to sell these two singles, and everything else is. Mm-hmm forgettable who cares the fact that even like the like the forgettable who cares stuff that the beatles did was like that solid and good is like Mm -hmm. a testament to like their songwriting abilities i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to like meet you both in the middle there where it's like it's not i'm not saying it's terrible i'm just saying it sounds too similar to me it's sure yeah uh but it's it's, yeah i I had a formula and yeah. they stuck to it. Like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, like I'm not gonna right... listen to the whole album. I'll, I'll, I like the greatest hits ones because it's like, okay, these are the good songs that I want to listen to. <laughs> but they, but they did like they did. Please, please me and Hard Day's Night and those ones. I think you can lump into that. But as soon right after this, and Help is still kind of not like. It's not. It's not quite abbey road but like right after this one they were already starting to like get a little weird and then the yeah, rubber yeah. soul got even more so it's not like they were like stagnant they did two albums that sounded the same no like there's bands who are yeah and and again how short of a period of time this yeah. all yeah. was like they yeah, did yeah, two yeah. albums that sounded 
yeah, conventional, but they were still like bringing it like new sounds to mm-hmm. to a conventional genre, but they were still bringing in new elements and yeah and stuff. Despite the the biggest criticism I have with their early stuff is the lyrics. I I really like their vocal melodies. I really love John Lennon's voice, especially. Um, uh, yeah, he's probably got my favorite voice. I really like how George Harrison sings too, but mm-hmm. I feel like John Lennon has like I just I really like his voice. Um, I'd say I like Paul. I like all of them to be like. There's not between those three because Ringo does <laughs> sing on some songs too. Yeah. Um, and oh, he's got God, his we own got a Ringo led song. Oh, that here it goes. <laughs> Ringo's he's got his songs, own. His songs. He just he's too nasally. That's yeah. a big nose joke. Have you guys heard Good Night? That's off the White Album. That one's creepy. Is that a is that a Ringo? (laughs) It's a Ringo one, yeah. Ringo special. It it ends with him like whispering, like very like uh like with a very uh like Like ASMR ASMR type sound. Like he goes that good night. What it that sounds like wait and that was wait that was right the the album that Ringo was going to leave right like I, right I mean, before that it's, it, it, I think it was white album I is okay. is the you know one of their last few I don't know that I, I don't know maybe. this song I've maybe heard it before I think it's the closing like, song on the album it's, it sounds to me like a suicide suicide no <laughs> I'm going to leave this band one way or another <laughs> no no it's you, supposed to be goodbye. like Good it's night. supposed to be like a lullaby. <laughs> they won't let me quit. Song. Good night. Exactly. <laughs> like for the long sleep. A permanent well, lullaby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say like when I think of like my favorite Beatles songs, I do I do tend to skew towards like the later era stuff. Like I oh, I guess yeah. I haven't I haven't really like listened to like I haven't sat down and listened to like an album of theirs like front to back, really. I don't think but it's like, I definitely think like my favorite songs are like I think Glass Onion is like one of my favorite songs. I think that's White Album. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, obviously, what's While My Guitar Gently Weeps? Oh, that's like sorry. that is might that's be probably you know, their best song. No, that's George Harrison. No, sure. no. Oh, sorry, I thought I muted myself. Uh, one oh. of my viewers said, "I wow, I stop in and y'all bashing the best Beatle." But I I had my thing down. Wait, so I wasn't Ringo. Sure. I'm no, not sure. Because Ringo's I, the best. I had Streamlabs closed, so I didn't see the okay. comment until just now. Yeah, just oh. to re- just to like reiterate for anybody <laughs> just joining. Probably I was bashing Ringo, Ringo, but I love Ringo. Ringo, I said earlier, Ringo's my favorite. So yeah, yeah. we're bashing him, but he's I, with this movie. He's proven he can take it. He he enjoys yeah, it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I I like all of the Beatles. Yeah. He's in on the joke. Yeah. Okay. Well. I feel like I have to mention this every time this song. Have you seen the George Harrison Memorial concert of While My Guitar Gently Weeps? Where no. where Prince shows up and probably delivers like one of the best guitar solos of his life. It uh, we'll have to... No. I've seen I've seen some some of the songs from that. Like I saw the one that Danny Harrison did. Well, Danny, yeah, Danny Harrison's with. So there's like a uh, there's a really great shot where it's like you can see George Harrison's son, and he he looks so much like George Harrison. He does. It's insane. It's uncanny. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, you can watch because I think oh god, what's the dude from? <clears throat> I think it's the band Traffic. The lead singer of the band Traffic is there. I don't think Clapton is there. 
That'd be weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, they're doing While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And I think, uh, God, I'm blanking on all the names. Of the, mm. the, the, like Tom Petty is there. Like all these like really famous guitar players are there. And when it comes for the solo, Prince just like materializes out of nowhere and just like just shreds and there's like a scene there's like a a part where like prince like leans back as he's playing and like obviously two of prince's like handlers are like like kind of in that part of the stage where like the security usually is and they put their arms up and hold prince like so he can lean (laughs) all the way back while he's shredding and they just kind of hold him and then they push him back up and there's this great shot where you can just see george harrison's son just like laughing like you can tell that he is probably having like the time of his life while prince and then at the end of the thing prince finishes the solo the song ends prince throws his guitar up off of his shoulders and it just doesn't come down and you you don't know where it went (laughs) can you watch this on youtube it's on i'm pretty sure it's on youtube i don't know if we get dmca but uh no i'm not gonna play it but i want i want to watch that later it's oh it's so good Oh, yeah. uh, someone in my chat asked if we've seen Help. I have not seen Help. I have but, seen uh, it. TJ has. I've seen Help, yes. I. It, <laughs> it's also in the cup, so it's oh. into it eventually. <laughs> There's a possibility Somebody. it could get drawn. Somebody yeah. also recommended Swiss Army Man. I yeah, Lainey said Swiss Army Man. It's that, pretty good. Swiss Army Man's pretty great. That was like, oh. I didn't know that was any, I wasn't even into A24 movies when I saw that, and then like I learned about it being an A24 movie like after the fact. I was like, oh. Well, that makes sense. Oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Uh, have you guys seen the John Lennon? Uh, I think it's the whatever. the Which fucking Late. pisses me off. The Lennon. No, what is it called? The the Plastic Yoko Band plastic or whatever. Yoko band. Yeah. 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 I think it's that. It's that band or whatever. And Chuck, he's playing with Chuck Berry. And then Yoko Ono is in the band too. Have you guys seen this clip? Maybe I okay. I thought you were gonna say something else, so maybe not. If you're about okay. to talk about how Yoko Ono sings, I think I have an idea of where you're going I mean, with this. It's, yeah, it's kind of that. It's like there's <laughs> there's like a clip. Uh, I don't know how it's it's a clip of like I don't know Bill. I think it's Bill Burr. Yeah, it's Bill Burr, and he's kind of I think it's like on a podcast or something. But he is just bitching about this scene of like because like Chuck Berry was like a huge influence for for John Lennon. Yeah, and he's yeah. like. He's like talking about how like uh, John John Lennon's playing with his like his hero, and like he just to like shut Yoko up. He's like, okay, you can play the fucking bongos or the tambourine or something. So she's just like in the background, just like, dum 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 dum, and then like as they're singing like uh like Johnny Be Good or one of his one of Chuck Berry's like hits, uh she just like comes up to the mic and she just like. <laughs> takes the mic I mean, out of the scene because it, it was like down lower for just like just like you know the oh, instruments no. she picks it up oh, and she just like like just vocalizes this weird ass shit you should watch the clip and watch like like watch him like bitching about it or listen to him bitching about it and then watch the clip and you see yeah it's it's fucking bizarre there's like John Lennon doesn't like he doesn't react at all he's just like Still just like just jamming along. Jamming uh, along. There was a concert. I think it might have been I think it's yes, yeah, so I think it's like a John Lennon double live album, like live in New York City. 
and there's two songs near the end where he like he plays like Frank Zappa and the Mothers are playing the same night, and they they do a collaboration. So it's Frank, and then it's John and Yoko, and like there's like this weird communication thing between them where like. I'm pretty sure they played one of Frank's songs and then they played one of John Lennon's songs. And Frank, like, clearly says the name of the song that they're playing together. And then, like, I think, because I think Frank eventually did put it out, but John Lennon put it out. I don't even think that he mentioned that he was playing with Zappa. And I think he just called the song, like, Jam Rag, because he didn't, I, he, I don't know, he's, like, <laughs> pretending like he didn't know what the song was called. But it's like it's a good song. It's a really interesting because it's like it's like that intersection that you don't think would be because like Frank kind of made his whole career like making fun of like doo wop and like Beatles esque bands that are just like you know I want to give you a diamond ring and I love you so much, baby, like that kind of stuff. But it's just like oh damn, it's Frank Zappa and John Lennon together. Like oh I can't, I, I bet this is so good. And then halfway through it, it's just it's goddamn Yoko Ono. Just screaming like a dolphin. Like John Lennon like sings a line and they're doing like this blues number. He's like, he's like, you know, I love you, baby. And then like, ah! like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I saw one of one of, I don't even remember why I watched it. Maybe I feel like I watched this, but like watched it live, but I didn't. I might have just watched it on YouTube. It was um it was a on David Letterman. It was uh the Flaming Lips and the Plastic Ono band playing together and it was like it was like the most embarrassing like live performance <laughs> I've ever seen. Cuz I don't know like the Flaming Lips used to be like an indie sort of garage rock band like in the yeah. in the 90s, but now they're like total i don't know they're like trying to be like sort of psychedelic type i don't even know but just like noise music and mm. that's like what plastic ono band is and it was like oh the word you're I looking for is that art like all the time yeah it's art <laughs> and it like the die the like the dialogue the 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 singing was it was just yoko just going, oh no, ooh, ah, like yeah, that kind yeah. of shit, and then it just like stops or it's not stop, but it's like it ends with like a minute or two of her just going, stop all wars, stop all violence, stop all wars, stop all violence, Rip, over and over, no stopping, just for like a solid like minute or two, <laughs> and it's like. She can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, okay, well, how do you guys feel about uh, what's uh, what's the John Lennon Christmas song that like war is over? Like, how do you guys feel about that song? Uh, I I like it, I think. I think, I, I, like I, don't it, know. I, think I think it was Ethan that says that he hates it or something like that. I, I know people oh, that maybe. hate it because there's like children in it or whatever. But it's like I don't know. We don't I have can't to get even too... think of it right now. Yeah, it's like, I'm, he's like. I'm so this is Christmas. And yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wait, and, yeah, and I like that it. one. Okay, yeah. And then the chorus is like song. the okay. chorus is like "War is over if you want it." Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I don't know, like the sort of like art 
the like art activism that John Lennon and Yoko Ono did. It's like I think some of it was like kind of interesting, but it's also like proof positive that like like viral marketing type of like anti-war protests just like straight up don't work. Yeah. And it's like it, I feel like it's very very telling when it's like you see like old ass Yoko Ono just screaming for a minute and yeah. all wars and it's yeah. just like Sorry, that's not really how like movements work. Like it's just, yeah. It's like I understand the sentiment, but it's just like this is just empty marketing to me at this point. Yeah, well, she, it's like she, it's like I agree with her with what yeah. she was saying, but like you're not going to make a do movement happen. Anything for me? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I, what am I supposed to feel other than just like cringe out of this? I don't know much about Yoko beyond like her involvement with, away with Lenin. <laughs> she, she just. Like, I wonder what, like, what sold her to John so much. Because, like, at least, you know, after his death, it seemed like she was just, like, trying to, like, maybe, not even after his death. She just wanted to, like, she was like, oh, okay, this is my my shoe in, uh, or this is my foot in the door of the music industry. I didn't have any talent before this. I don't have any talent now. (laughs) But now I'm tied to John Lennon, who's a Beatle. So, Uh here I am. She's got that association, so it's like. Yeah. And she's like, like John was like, hey, I'm like a creative dude and I don't like war. I'm going to make a good song. And Yoko Ono's like, I don't like war either. And I'm also a musician and war is bad. War is bad. Don't do war. <laughs> like, that's just what happens. It's, it's inevitable. But yeah. yeah. It's like Corey Feldman, kind of. Yeah. Like, he has like ties to music or like ties to fame, but like. He's I mean, not, I say that, but I fucking love Corey Feldman's music as, <laughs> like, a, as, uh, as a joke. But like, well, didn't he put out a documentary about like how it, like predatory like child actors type shit? I feel like was it one of are those? you talking yeah. about that one? Yeah, no, that yeah, that's yeah, because like uh, he was he in he was in the Lost Boys. I haven't seen that yeah. movie. Don't 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 hurt. He me. was. Yeah, and he was either. in the Goonies too. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, he was in ton- he was in Gremlins. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff as a in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, her the band is now called Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band. Oh. So couldn't really couldn't fit your name in any more than that. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> also, it features Lenny Kravitz on the drums. Oh. Ooh. Uh, Questlove he- on the drums. Lenny has to sit on the corner on the bongos this time. oh man looking through the list of like people who have played with her i just lose respect for them (laughs) eric clapton i've lost respect for eric clapton for other reasons but oh uh, yeah yeah uh wait is there something i should know about oh he's like horribly racist yeah he's just a piece of shit i just i just don't like him because he killed his child because he was a bad friend to george (laughs) I think <laughs> threw his kid out the window. Jesus, <laughs> so he can write a song about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I need some inspiration. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think there's like a concert where like Eric Clapton was basically saying like the equivalent of like keep the UK white or something. It was like an yeah. anti-immigration oh, cool. thing, and it's just like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Just, just play Layla. What are you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play your song about stealing George Harrison's wife. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't need you to get political. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want a virgin? Final Eric thoughts? Clapton's a virgin. Oh, okay. Or oh, no, okay. no yeah. sorry. He's, so he's a Nazi. 
Okay. That's what I meant. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> yes, we, I was gonna say we we detoured off the off the movie like half an hour ago, but that's okay. I like it. I, it became more of a Beatles chat. But I, like, I think I'm, we knew that I'm was okay with happen. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, that's kind of like what I wanted, like our warm up thing to be, like what I was talking about before, like about just kind of like them in general. But it's okay that it was like just natural, kind of like, swapped around. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really dig it, and I and I like their. I obviously like their music, so like even though it was a half, I mean it was it was a concert film more or less. It just was done more narratively. Um, I, I like I'm not. I definitely am not giving it like a ten. I already rated. I already like I rate these movies ahead of time. But I'm just saying like. I, I like I almost felt like I could have given it a ten out of ten just in how much I enjoyed. Like there was so many times where I uh well okay again I'm not saying because it's the best movie ever, Travis, but like no, I know, based on but... based on how much I enjoyed it, like there were so many scenes where I would like I would rewind them like over and over again just to see like everybody's like reactions to I don't know, because it that's that's like the enjoyment I get out of like watching them. It's it's fun like yeah, you just get watching them. Yeah, I, I gotta get re- off to. Yeah. I gotta rewatch it just to watch George eat shit. I can't believe. Yeah, I yeah that. there's like there's, <laughs> a bunch of there's another one where they're playing a song and um, I don't remember which part it's in. I wish I could think of it. But like he also George, who I guess he's just like he's like just like the naturally like the most like clumsy one. He like knocks an amp off a stand and it just like falls to the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they just leave it in the movie. I love that stuff. There's like, there's like, uh, I didn't go through it because there was so many, but um, on the IMDb, like, goofs page where it has like technical, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, a boom mic was left in shot or, you know, they dubbed it. Yeah. Thing. It was, there was a lot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, it was like, this kind of makes me want to go back and watch the movie again to like see all this stuff. Cause I, I like that when, you know, it's more forgivable in like older movies or like you know the evil dead part of the charm of that movie is like how much the like low budget shows you know like how you can see that like pasted in uh moon in that one shot where it's like clearly like taken from another frame or whatever Um, right yeah i just i i liked it um but i i give it an eight eight out of ten i yeah i had i had a lot of fun with it and i i really like the absurdity of it <laughs> my I, I i i looked at the goof page too and the one that i i thought was most interesting where is where it said like they forgot to add a plot um hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, boom I'm some kidding. of my favorite movies i'm kidding boom don't have terrible. plots no um, the before trilogies one of my favorite trilogies and there's no plot <laughs> no that that definitely has plot that definitely it has, has plot it has it the, has as much plot as a hard day's night. I'll say that. The <laughs> the re the reaction to you saying you could have given a ten out of ten. The the reason I reacted that way is because you said that like in the last ten years you gave like 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 eight movies or something tens. So that I just was surprised that this one would. But I did maybe get a ten. But I did. I'm just saying like no, I, I did really enjoy it. But you can justify it to yeah. yourself. Like okay. yeah, that's a ten what, out of ten has surprised. to be like. A 10 out of yeah. 10 for me has to be, like, maximum enjoyment as yeah. well as, like, technically and, like, all of that has to also be, like, that. And this, like, I feel like the, my enjoyment was, like, pretty, pretty high. But, 
like I like I said, like yeah, it was thin on plot. There were like, and it was as enjoyable as it was it, as a movie itself. Like if it wasn't the Beatles, if it wasn't George, John, Paul, and Ringo, and it wasn't their music. Oh yeah, you know it wouldn't. It'd be, it'd be like a, a bad. F- it'd be like a five or something. Yeah, it'd be a bad movie. You know. like uh, it would be bad. Yeah, <laughs> like um, yeah. No, I would say I would say that like. At least, like, the first 45 minutes I enjoyed, and then after that, it was kind of a drag for me. It was just kind of like, okay, it's just, they're just doing little quips. It was just like, set up, quit, set up, quit. Um, so, yeah. But it was kind of, it was cool to, I kind of expected it to be diff- different. I didn't think that they would be as, like, Goof! It seemed like too mod, like modern. I guess like they're like self, kind of self-deprecating, or, or the way they kind of like made themselves, like portrayed themselves. They didn't like do the like, like One Direction or In Sync, where like there's mm-hmm. all everybody's perfect and they're all mm-hmm. superheroes. And they very easily could have made a movie where they were all hunky dreamboats who always yeah. had the right thing to yeah. say and was like, yeah. yeah. It's they. It's well. Yeah, they kind of played themselves like Ed Sheeran plays himself in the Beatles-inspired movie. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, yes, the movie yesterday. He's <laughs> yeah. in that, and he's he's well, yeah, very kind of like, like kind of like cringy, but yeah. he's like also cool. He like I I yeah I like that. Um, yeah, that they did that. So I don't know. I guess I'd maybe give it a six or maybe a six and a half. I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Um, but it was half enjoyable more than 50 percent enjoyable maybe i think i'd I'd watch i i want to watch like bits of this again like i would for sure watch scenes again but yeah Yeah. like start to end yeah i'm not sure there's still there's still like jokes that are like solid that i i think are like funny and i'm like the nose thing i'm gonna use that i'm I'm taking that (laughs) if it had been like a sketch comedy show it would have been yeah yeah that's what it felt like and like stitched together like linked together with like musical interludes where they were yeah yeah i mean i probably won't see this again because you know the music does i do like the music and everything (laughs) it is like a bunch of beatles music videos strung together um yeah so i feel like i'm gonna i want to say like i feel like i also want to give it an eight but I also don't know if it's necessarily something that I would like recommend to a friend. But I think one, I think it's it's really well done, especially for like a 1964 movie. The way it's yeah. shot, the black and white is like such a good touch. The way I, I think it's like one of those things where it's like it's it's kind of how I feel about like Citizen Kane almost, where it's like it's a culturally important movie mm-hmm. that I feel like people should at least see because it's an interesting snapshot into a mm-hmm. time period even if like this movie is like kind of jokey and satirical it's an interesting snapshot into like the sort of early stages of like a band that whether you love them or hate them you can't really deny their like cultural importance and like what they did for like many 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 so, like so many bands they're like okay well yeah well what inspired you to start making music the beatles I guess every like seventies, eighties, nineties band, a lot of them are like the formulas just that they made back then just worked, and it, I don't know. So I I think I'm giving it a higher rating mostly for its like cultural importance as like a film, 
Mm-hmm. That being said, I do think I lean more towards Travis in the sense that like the first, yeah, the first 40 minutes, super tight, very funny, very good jokes. Like, <laughs> like everything about it is like absurd. And I think once they kind of lose the absurd edge and get more into like the marketing material, if you will, mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, we got to, we got to sell records. It kind of lost me. But then even then, near the end, there's some really good visual goofs and gags when they're, like, yeah. running with the police and the carjacker, like, has to lay down and hide three times. And then, you know, there's still some good gags. And it's, like, an interesting... The fact that, like, they're self-deprecating about it is also, like... it's. It, I did not expect it to be so funny, and I didn't expect them to just, like, kind of make fun of their own fame or make fun of Ringo as much as they <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm rating it high mostly because I think it's like it's it's good and also I think it's an import, important like cultural piece of yeah. media. As pretentious as that might sound, no, I mean it's on the Criterion collection. So wait, so what's the totally. number? I said eight. I'm, I, oh, you I'm, did. I'm leaning towards oh, eight. I'm gonna say eight. You said eight, and then you kind of like I, saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like no, I I to, I like that's sort of how I feel too. That like I yeah you you especially something like this you don't want to. This isn't a movie that you can just recommend to anybody because it's it's It'll a Beatles life. You know, it is yeah. what it is. It's a yeah. Beatles movie and it's but yeah, like I think like almost for me it's more like a 7, but it's like I like it cuz it's the Beatles. I like it because it's a very influential movie. It's like in a way, it's like precursor to like MTV type like music videos. Like yeah. the music videos weren't much of a thing other than like People like playing in this, which they do at the end, you know, on like music. the Ed Sullivan show or whatever. Yeah. Music yeah. videos were like the end of this movie. They didn't do like cool stuff where they're, I don't know, they're like in a train car playing or like where they're doing like the Lynch sequence out in the, I guess that one in particular, uh, I read uh, that that Can't Buy Me Love Lynch sequence is a very influential uh uh, scene for like future music videos and stuff so uh yeah yeah i think yeah i mean 80 percent of my grade is is ringo ringo carries <laughs> fuck john and paul ringo for the and first john. time in his life ringo is carrying the, oh, the momentum yeah yeah exactly yeah he he's like 75 80 percent like 15 percent of it is george eating shit at the beginning <laughs> and then the rest is just like the rest of them. Oh, well, that's I like, forgot that's... to mention too for uh, George's post Beatles career. He did also do the Traveling Wilburys, which is a good band as well. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that like is that like the super group with? Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like Roy Orbison, yeah. Jeff Lynne from Yellow, uh, uh, Yellow, uh, Tom Petty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah, and that's how, I Roy mean, that's Orbison like, died. Hey. Like, I don't think they had even finished the album when he died. But Jesus. Good, good music still. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, like right off the bat, that's how you know they're not taking themselves too seriously. Like they could have easily reshot the scene where George eats shit, but they left yeah. it in because it's or just where like, he knocks the amp over. Or yeah, like, well, yeah. it was also I mean, so I much think better they a, that they that they left that stuff in. I think it's because they had to have like a quick turnaround. I mean, it's obviously yeah. not like I mean the it looks clean and like TJ said, it it's probably been restored. It looks pretty yeah. clean, but the sound is garbage. I mean, there's so many times where there you can tell that there's ADR and it doesn't yeah. match up at all. It's it's pretty kind of slapped together, I I think. 
Or um, it actually had a really low or budget it's intentional. for the time. Or well, yeah, I can tell for being they, a movie about the Beatles. They were trying very hard to appear nonchalant and self-deprecating, so they had to film George eating shit like ten yeah. times. Before they got <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, oh no, again. <laughs> yes. All right, George, get back what, down the sidewalk. You gotta do it again. They'd that's have, why when yeah. when J- John got all like anti-war and they went to like India and they're like, oh yeah, peace. And and he was like, they're they're like anti-violence and they're like, he George is like, yeah, I, I need to leave the Beatles because they just I just remember Hard Day's Night. They just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I I think I think in general, like not just in the movie, but like because that was a lot of, like how they carried themselves, like those like snappy comebacky type things, especially John. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the fact that they were so kind of like. I don't know if like down to earth is the right way to say it, but just like, yeah, self-deprecating, self-aware. They weren't too like high on their own fame. Mm. I think that's another reason that they're so like well liked in general. It's because like they were, they just seemed like, you know, fun lads. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it's, it's maybe a little hard to say. Yeah. I, I know what you're It's It's hard to say like they're, down to earth because they weren't like playing they were playing themselves they're like yeah, they're not being yeah. legit yeah. i think it, it's a lot easier to like it's like a, it's kind of easy to do that heightened reality yourself, like yeah but yeah uh not to take anything away from them like very easily they could have been yeah went the other way but yeah they're just regular people just like us just like people magazine says <laughs> <laughs> there's an awesome George Harris. It's like one of my favorite quotes. I can't remember what it is though. I'm trying to see if I can find it really quick. I wish I'd have thought of this sooner. Oh, uh, speaking of George Harrison, though, while you're looking for that, my dad has my dad has a copy of All Things Must Pass, and I think it's actually a oh. triple album. Oh, but it might be. Yeah. Okay. It it's like the box is like leather bound. It's such a cool like package, but it comes with a poster in it, and the poster is huge. It's like. Like, you know the size of, like, an album sleeve, like, that square? It's, like, yeah, like, I mean, you yeah. hold, like, a vinyl record. Like, that. yeah, yeah. The, so, the poster is, think of it as, like, that square, but it's, like, it's like six by six, or, like, six by... So, it's, like, Jesus. You, you have to fold it, like, a bajillion times to get it to fit in the box. But, like, the poster <laughs> is, like, insanely massive. Oh, shit. Damn. But yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it at a record shop a couple times, like complete in box with the poster, and it goes for like 60, 70 bucks. Like it's mm. it's hard to find. God, there's a really good song on that record too. Probably my favorite Harrison song. It's got a few. I that, got, I mean that's my favorite album of his. It's got solo. I know it's got like pedal steel guitar in it. It's got uh yeah, let's see. I was just listening. I was gonna mention that too, that like uh, even though they do repeat the the songs in the movie, I did also listen to a Hard Day's Night the album today, <laughs> and then I listened to some of All Things Must Pass actually. Oh God, where is it? Uh, it's got. I mean, I like Wawa, My Sweet Lord, What Is Life. I I think it's I Live for You. I live. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, that song is just like the vibe of that song is like so good. So what are we watching next week? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 
Are you? Are you? Oh, this is—is is this the bad cup? Nope. No, we still got. Oh, a, I keep forgetting that. I'm. St- I keep forgetting that. We've got. I just really. <laughs> I just really want Freddie Got Fingered to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. I'm gonna. I there's there's a few in there that I'm really <laughs> looking forward to. Um. Yeah, but I no, I'm I'm distracted. Just trying. I don't know. I'm tr- I'm like trying to rapidly scroll to find that thing, but I don't know. It's probably not gonna happen. Um, it'll happen as soon as we stop streaming or recording. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that okay. Spirit of the Staircase? Yeah. Okay. Next week's movie is ooh, the Animatrix and the Matrix Resurrections. Cool. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Probably haven't. Um, I. I don't. Remember, I think it's on Amazon. I think it's one of those. Um, it's a. It's a very minimalist sci-fi. I don't know much about it. Um, just that it's. It's very low budget. But uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's very. Uh, yeah, I like. I like. Honestly, I haven't even really. Uh, like looked oh, at. Did you suggest this one because it's one you that you wanted to watch, or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're uh, they're the ones in here are either. Uh, I would. I actually don't know. I think m- more of them are ones I haven't seen. I have I have a few that I have seen, but they're all ones that like I want to watch mm. because I think they look good. Okay. Um. No. Tr- I know it. That's what I've heard. That it, it looks really amateur but apparently it's pretty good i i just went to the wikipedia article and scrolled through real quick and uh, there's a little footnote that says publicity through file sharing this says in 2007 producer eric d wilkinson publicly thanked users of BitTorrent who distributed the film without express permission saying that it lifted the profile of the film far beyond the financier's expectations (laughs) (laughs) so it's almost like thanks for torrenting my movie well i mean sometimes i mean that's word of mouth for you know something like that <laughs> yeah that's funny um yeah so i i i think it's i'm guessing just based on like how like low budge and everything it is i think it's an amazon one yeah um, make um, sure you don't watch the sequel because i've heard that's just like garbage like complete garbage and who oh. knows maybe the first one is too I don't know. <laughs> we'll um, find out. Uh, don't judge me for these movies not being great. <laughs> the sound, the soundtrack seems like pretty legit. Um, right, I'm trying not to look up too much of it. Seventh before. Symphony, Second Movement by Beethoven, and then a song called Forever. So it's literally two songs. It's the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was public domain. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah the, literally the people all who watched I know the is... movies were like, or watch the movie they were like man this movie needs some music let's let's bit torrent some music for this guy into it <laughs> crowdsource the whole thing yeah yeah i was thinking i was always thinking of like thinking of a joke while i was watching the movie just like we were like gonna pull up a clip to play on stream of like the movie and just as soon as we hit play like the 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 laser pointer of like a, a sniper scope just like lands on one of our chests because it's like <laughs> dmca they're just like you can't play music. You can't play Beatles songs on stream. <laughs> yeah. Just like how That's why fast. I like, I like triple check to make sure that uh, that 
that that was muted when I played that. Because <laughs> it would be especially funny. Especially with them. To see how fast you could get something, like, taken down. Just, like, how many seconds of a Beatles song can you play before, like, your entire channel gets taken down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna find it before we before <laughs> before it's. You know, there's a point in waiting for it. Um, if I find oh, it yeah. though, I'll post it because it's. I don't know. It's funny. It's, and it says it's just like George free Harrison. with ads. I name oh. Prime. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, they have some there like that. Cool. That's. That's good. Ooh, have you guys ever heard of the Bad Ben movies? Bad Ben. Yeah, that's sorry. We I don't know we can do this off pod, but that's like that's one of those like bottom of the barrel gutter trash like Amazon Prime horror movies that like uh-huh. Trevor and I watched a couple years ago, and they're like there's it's a one it's one dude who wants to make these like uh like almost found footage style like he sets up a bunch of cameras in his house, and it's like him working basically by himself, and it's just like. I, 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 this is, this is me recommending those movies for the bad pile. Cause there's like four of them and they're so hilariously bad, <laughs> but it's like okay. Amazon, Amazon prime is rife for that kind of stuff. Like there's some good oh, stuff. Yeah. And then it's just like, if you scroll through, you can find some real shiny turds in their horror section. <laughs> it's, I'm watching the beginning of the movie and it, it doesn't, <laughs> I mean, it looks like, like, the people who like the shot like it looks professional like the shots and stuff for the most part that was okay i take it back <laughs> those last two cuts are a little like yeah like okay we got the, the sun setting we got to get this shit done <laughs> but um it's funny because it looks like the copy that was uploaded to amazon was a bit torrented like copy like it doesn't it oh, looks like interesting like <laughs> Like he lost the copy of it. And he's like, "Hey, can somebody send that to me?" Is it as bad as uh, Amazon? Amazon wants it. Is it as bad as like the end of the Ungrateful Dead when we used like your sister in place of Molly? <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, jean shorts and a gray shirt. Yeah, no, perfect. That's all you need. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> so stupid. Honestly, kind of worked. Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't really see anything with that like literal like VCR like <laughs> that, I mean that's true. Deck. We did have that so going bad for us. Yeah. Converted to disc and then convert the disc to files. Oh my god. Yeah. We used like four different cameras for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> DV tapes. Like, well, I th- I digital. Think, I think what it was is uh we originally were filming with the like the tape the like the really crappy one because we were trying to emulate the like super 16 mm-hmm. uh early you know sam raimi stuff but then but then like we like kind of doubled back and we were like well but it looks really bad so we want it to look kind of good so then we use like like a digital camera that looked a little like didn't i mean didn't, not great now but like didn't isaiah nice break way. it I thought Isaiah Did broke it. Possibly. I think because I think that's why we switched back because I, I think something happened to it and it got broken somehow. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why we switched back to like my parents like hand cam with like the mini cassettes in it. <laughs> God, that sounded so terrible. <laughs> I think it adds to the charm. We got to we got to go through and like ADR all of our lines, like completely. Oh, redo yeah. The sound and audio yeah. of that movie. Yeah. With that. 
that film camera like yeah yeah the hiss through everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah do we want to like do plugs at the end or do you want to just are we good uh we could just like hypothetically for like the audio portion oh sure yeah. yeah um yeah again we can uh we before we like I don't know. We, I think we should agree maybe on like, I mean, it's really up to you as far as like when you want to like try doing that. Cause I don't even know what the process is for like, you know, putting out podcast episodes or whatever. Um, but like, we should like, whenever we do say that, like we want to start doing that, we should try to like name the thing. Yeah. Name it, come up with a title for, for this. And, uh, have like have like cleaner beginnings and endings like yeah where you know yeah, our intro is better today like i, I agree think, yeah. but um i i suggest clean grandpa crane clean, clean grandpa <laughs> clean grandpa crane. the clean the, cr- the clean grandpas yeah cleanest, gra- cleanest grandpa <laughs> that's not bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> grandpa clean clean grandpa, grandpa chat or something <laughs> yeah something, uh, something. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know if, if it was me, I would just, uh, I would just say what I said at the top. J spot Jack cheese is my Twitch. Sweet. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I have a YouTube and stuff, but <laughs> Twitch is really what I focus on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Underscore funk PhD on Twitch. That's me. That's pretty much all I have going on right now. Uh, the super general on like everything. Uh, I stream sometimes, but not very often anymore, but sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the bits, Eleni. Yeah. Also, I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> where, where I clean grandpas. Ooh. Yeah. God. Consensually. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I got... Just before we do, um, I'll just... We don't, we don't have to get off the call, but I'll say it to end the, the recording, at least. I'll say... Uh, so long, and as George Harrison once said, stop throwing jelly beans at me. (laughs) That wasn't the quote I was looking for, but it works. (laughs)